the morning. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Florian and Spencer. Smoke on. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. We're too close to the zoo. What about the aminals? Will somebody please think of the goddamn animals? Think of the animals. I mean, Jesus. It's Tuesday. Token Tuesday in the bowl. January 1st. 12th. 12th of January. Add 11 days to that. God damn it. (laughs) 2021. Yeah. It's fit for the radio. It is on the radio. That's right. Yeah. We're all with ourselves. You're in the bowl. In the potty with ourselves. (laughs) And hey, no matter where you're on the timeline, whether it's the 1st, the 12th, or the 21st, we welcome you. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm his lovely wife, Dame DeLorean. Dame, 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 DeLorean. Yeah, I like how Adam says it better. DeLorean. Dame DeLorean. Yeah. Lorian. Yeah. Yeah. Lorian. Say my name. Yeah. They got it. Wow. What a day, what a dollar. <laughs> they got it, but you are the only person who said it right on the first try. Am I? And then we wed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did a lot Something of things like that. before that. But, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what a day. What a day, what a week, what a month, what a year. What can I say? What can I say? That 12 I days in, said? what a year. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl. This is a podcast about weed and about uh, getting naked and about... Uh, Trying your goddamn best just not to care too much, but also trying your best to not not care at all. There's a fine little balance that you have to strike in life, people, and uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know where the balance is, but I do know it exists, and you got to find it, and that's what we're looking for. That's what we're trying to find out every Tuesday. You know, where is it? What's it doing? Appreciate everybody tuning in to last episode, episode 58. That was, uh, excuse me, episode 57. That was struck by lightning, uh, and we had a big, long show. I think it was our longest yet, and I really tried to deep dive into lightning and getting on the podcast 2.0 um, ecosystem as far as payments go and evangelizing that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, take a listen, but also know that we're going to be peppering a little bit of that throughout the show in future days. Because it's going to be evolving, and it's also not really set in stone yet. So I have a little bit of updates for that Cool. later in the show. But uh, we don't. We definitely want to kick things off just by thanking some people. First, and always, to No Debit for setting up the IceCast stream. Because I was just telling Surcite said earlier in the chat, uh, I didn't do a damn thing to get this IceCast stream up. Because uh, No Debit just set it up. 
and then he sent me the user login and he said, hey, punch this into butt. Um, butt is the utility I use to stream with. And so I did. And we're there and you're listening live. You can go to bullafterbull.com slash listen hyphen live to find the links to the IRC chat, the live stream that we're talking on. And a few other fun things. You can also support the show. This is a value for value podcast just up front. So there are a few different ways to support that. We talked a little bit about joining our tribe on Sphinx. You can actually now stream the show for Satoshis and slide the value slider uh, to how many Satoshis per minute you want to return that value for. You can also just go to bullafterbull.com slash donate and there is a PayPal link for good old dollars and cents. But there is also, we have a a BTC pay server where you can securely generate a QR code and send us Bitcoin. We'd like to thank... Reverend Cyber Trucker for being our executive producer on today's episode. He did send us what at bowl time when it arrived was $50 worth of Bitcoin. So thank you. All right. Thank you. And you you. are executive producer of this here wonderful show, episode 58 of the Bowl After Bowl podcast. 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 As CSB refers to it, a podcast. Podcast. I do not listen to your podcast. No chapters, no listen. You do not put chapters in podcast. I do not listen. <laughs> oh, well. But we talked about podcasting 2.0. <laughs> yeah, Sir Spencer talked to himself for about 30 minutes about the lightning node, and I tried to think of a question <laughs> formulate it grow. It was a bit of a brain liquefier, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And uh, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> We are all in this thing together learning, and when I said it was my goal for the year, uh, what I didn't mean by that is that I would be set up by the end of the month. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This is a long-term vision, and uh, don't get discouraged, man. It's going to be a fun ride, and everyone's going to learn stuff on the way. Uh, I did get a DM on the podcast index. Uh, dot social for somebody who was also um, they're actually a coin noob in general for Bitcoin and Lightning and we're looking to set up a Lightning node so if I am still conscious after the show I will try to set up a channel to you as well and if you want to set up a channel uh, to or from me just shoot me a note you can come into the bowl on the IRC you can Shoot me. You can find me at Sir Spencer, both on podcastindex.social and noagendasocial.com. I'm in both places. And that's where to find me. Cool. Yeah. Pretty you want? Neat. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. <laughs> Trying to start off with some top 333. I love that. That's my favorite. <laughs> start off hot. Well, hot topic for the week had the magic number in it, of course. of Americans believe banning Trump from some social media went too far. That seems low. I agree that that seems low. I did not receive the survey to, you know, give my input. They never ask me what I think. Yeah, I never get survey questions either. I did YouGov for like a year, and then I just kind of realized that I don't like it. (laughs) I don't trust those people over at YouGov. I think it's just the Chinese Mm. asking your opinion three times a week. So once I got my $100, I got the fuck out. Yeah, that's a good goal to set with those polling places. Yeah. 100 bucks, that's pretty good. 
Yeah. I, I, I got an email once from... Um, it was a long grind for sure. <laughs> the TV people, you know, the like, let's talk about TV shows. Like Nielsen? Nielsen, yeah. I couldn't think of the name. Uh, and I, we don't have TV. So I was just like, mm, yeah. You're talking, you're, you're contacting the wrong person. Barking up the wrong tree. Nielsen. Ask me my opinion on some political shit, though. <laughs> but they won't. They're dying to hear it, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, another magic number news. At least 33 people were shot and five were injured in this American city. Which one? Uh, Honolulu? No. <laughs> uh, Spokane, Washington? No. Uh, Chicago, yes, Illinois? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Chirac. Uh, yep, 33. It's not the first time that it's been 33 people shot in that city. It's a list frequenter. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> because you just... You know, you start following these things, and you see the pattern. We should look back at the last time we talked about it. It was probably within the last six months. Anyway, this third headline is a doozy. Uh-oh. And gets into uh, some more recent events, which is why I held on to it for my third. Exclusive. QAnon Shaman is a 33-year-old failed actor who lives with his mom, comma, spouts conspiracy theories about FBI pedophile codes and roams the streets dressed in his bizarre horned outfit. Oh, boy. Dude, that's a long headline, first that of all. That is a mouthful this of is the, Of course, the Daily Mail. You know, it doesn't shock me that he's 33. Mm-mm, yeah. But the FBI pedophile codes is no conspiracy theory. There's a... Public yeah. document published by WikiLeaks originally that talks about what the pedophilia symbols are, whether it's the the triangle uh, spiral or the heart within a heart. I mean, everyone's seen that. Come on. That's not like weird conspiracy deepness. Okay. That's public record, public knowledge. Yeah, I agree. But that's the fucking issue, isn't it? That's the issue with all of this. That's where we're going right now, is that they're going to use the crazy fringe to just sweep all of their dirt under that rug and go, well, oh, well, it's all baseless and crazy. Like, no, no, most of this shit is the truth. I'm pretty sure dude turned himself in. Um, But there was a quote I had read from him that kind of, uh, you know, described it all described the events where he was just like i walked in because the door was open and we were welcomed in ushered in <laughs> it's like oh well yeah there's definitely videos you can see of cops pulling fences aside uh they're shouting like go 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 and uh letting a bunch of people in um yeah, and Trump was still speaking. It was just a goddamn heyday, man. Before, and uh, what do we say? Last show we left you with, like, you know, we don't really know what the fuck's going to happen other than it's going to be insane. And uh turns out that part was right. Yeah. We just kind of didn't know, like, in what direction the insanity would unfurl. And uh <laughs> turns out it's, like, probably a little combination of, like, black ops and stupidity. Um What's very clear is that... Anybody who went to follow Trump's lead and watch his speech would have been at the Ellipse there, which is about a half-hour walk from the Capitol building. Wow, that's a long ways away. And um, 
The Capitol was breached before the speech even ended. Now, I will say, when I was watching the speech, it seemed like he was up there. Well, first of all, he started about an hour late. That's right. The very beginning of the speech, it started an hour late. And then in the speech, you're kind of like, okay, Trumpy, play the clip, play the whatever, you know? Like, he was kind of teasing big evidence or big numbers or whatever he was teasing. And... uh, it just really felt like he was stretching. Like, you know, Trump does the wandery thing. Trump does the kind of uh, repeat the same facts over and over. He'll double on lines. He's got the prompter, but then he'll go off, and then he'll go back to the prompter. And it just felt like he was even more than usual stalling for time in this particular speech. And you just wonder why or what's going on. I mean, maybe to protect the people there. Uh, maybe he had some idea of what was going to happen. But no doubt the Capitol Police, um, either in conjunction or not in conjunction with the Capitol Security, let a bunch of people in that building just to push them out. And uh, you also see pictures of, like, blacked-out goons uh, hanging from that wall. Like, they come into the gallery up, uh, top gallery and like flip over the wall and like drop down like those guys just look like uh it looked like spy versus spy going on at the same time that maybe like other things were going on who knows who knows and that's right. really like the biggest takeaway from all this is like with more cameras in there than ever in history we know probably less there's just so much Noise and disinformation. You don't know who's an actor. You don't know who's a state actor. You don't know who's a foreign state actor. You don't know who's a Trumpy guy. You don't know shit, really. Although I'm guessing that a uh, buffalo man who needs a vegan diet or a whatever it was, an organic <laughs> organic, diet. Organic, yeah, that's what his mom said. It doesn't smell very Trumpy from here. That's just my two cents. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I did see the news today that they did grant him his special diet. Oh, yeah, so sweet. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, fucking ridiculous is It's right. crazy. The whole thing is fucking ridiculous, and everyone is so soft and so uh, double standardy. Like, I honestly was dreading this show and even doing it, because I don't know where to start. I don't know what to talk about, and I don't know what to say. Like, what can you say? What can you say about this shit? Um, what can you say? You're not allowed to say anything. Other than the party line, and that's the Democrat party line, on any of the social medias, or while you're at work, Mm. or while you're at a family gathering, or, you know, just in general, which is fucking incredible. Um, It kind of is a testament in and of itself to uh, maybe the right or wrong things. If you have to suppress any kind of thought or opinion, you can't win the argument just on the merits alone, it's probably a piece of shit, just typically. Just typically, that's the that's the case. Um, you know, none of us are fucking idiots. We watched all year through a supposed, like, completely deadly pandemic. So, like, you know, everyone was supposed to be dead by now or have gotten the coronavirus. Uh, I got shit on early in the year on Facebook for resharing a simple meme of, here's a little joke about the coronavirus, uh, but you probably won't get it. And... Uh, everyone's like, no, you, you don't well. Oh, gosh. And I haven't. Um, I have not. Oh. And it's not for a lack of, um, I don't know. We haven't been going out in a bubble. 
Wasn't or like, not going out at all. Yeah, we've been uh, or living wear, our normal or lives. Wearing a mask every time, all the time. Uh, none of that. So that turned out false. And then while this is all going on, we're watching anarchists take over cities all across the United States, including Washington, D.C., the supposed fucking sacred cow holy butthole of the country. Give me a fucking break on that. Everybody hand-wringing about the sanctity and the holiness of the Capitol building. Listen, the Capitol is the devil's rectum. That's where he squeezes out his hot, nasty turds onto the rest of us, okay? There's nothing sacred about it. There's nothing holy about it. There's nothing There's nothing to even be fucking impressed about other than it's big and it's made of stone. Fuck the Capitol building. And fuck everybody who works there. The photo ops were uh, impressive. Like that Confederate flag photo that they love to tout about. I'm like, that guy is standing still. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, the the <sighs> Bubba straight from Central Casting that they got to yeah, carry a Confederate flag. Yeah, with Buffalo Guy, right <laughs> from Central Casting. Even in the Civil War, the... This flag wasn't in the halls uh, of the sacred halls of the Capitol. Sacred, yeah. Yeah, and they didn't get a guy to stand perfectly still either so they could take a picture of this guy with a folded up, creased up, fresh out of the fucking bag Confederate flag. It's like so insulting. The part of it that's like, and then they shoot a lady and they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk, they want to talk about how it's like a dark, dangerous, deadly well, fucking about- day, but they don't want to talk about. The lady that got shot. A violent mob. And I'm thinking the only violence I saw was Ashley Babbitt get shot. And, then and that all, was by a suit. All all summer, protest after protest, we have car fires. We have building fires. We have cop cars jumped on and smashed. We have a security guard shot in the face over some TVs. Yeah, people getting knocked Watched out. Watched it. Watched it myself on some cell phone cameras. People getting knocked out. People attacking Kyle Rittenhouse, and he had to ice two and a half guys. Um, where was the fucking outrage and the hand wringing and the National Guard and the response to any of that? No, everyone just got free Gucci and nobody fucking batted an eye. CNN had the balls to stand out in front of big ass fires, saying that uh, protests turn fiery but mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. So we see the double fucking standard. You know, regular people see the double standard. And when you're not even allowed to to have, if you dare have the audacity to talk about it, you're banned now from the platforms. I did shut my Twitter down. It was a good run, uh, what, I guess 11 years? Yeah. 11 years of Twitter. Fuck them. I made mine in 2012. For J school, yep, they made all the journalism school students uh, start a Twitter account, and I remember telling you, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like this format. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I will uh, give you some advice out there, bowlers, if you are thinking of deleting your Twitter account, and you know, one way or the other, I don't really care. I was just done with it. But if you do. I would definitely recommend going in and uh, grabbing your data archive on your way out because, I mean, fuck, it's your data, and they'll give it to you. Uh, And it's simple enough to do, and it's kind of actually fascinating what you get. So if you go into your settings 
it's in the, uh, I believe it's in the same place. Yes, it is in the same place as where you deactivate. So under your account, there's an option. The bottom one's deactivate your account, but the middle option, the third out of the five, is download an archive of your data. And if you click that, you confirm your password, and then it takes a while for them to get it ready for you. They're gonna, they got to get it ready for you. But once it's ready for you, they'll send you an email and a Twitter notification that it's ready to download. And then you get to download this neat little zip file that when you um, extract it, it contains an assets folder, a data folder, and a HTML document. And I'm still, I haven't really had time to like tinker with it too hard. Um, but the HTML document is kind of fascinating. If you try to open it with Notepad, it won't let you read it. It just says like, it just throws an error basically. It says something went wrong, blah, blah, blah. You have to unzip your entire archive in order to view your files. It gives you a link to go if you're still having problems. And you, it says you need to view this on a desktop browser. So if you open the HTML page in a desktop browser, anyone will do, it takes that assets folder and the data folder and everything that's inside of it and it puts it all together in a locally viewable page. So you have your stats at the beginning, your splash page and your little like logo and all of that crap. And then you can go through, you can click account. It tells you your account ID, the IP from which you created it, your hmm. phone number, all that shit that you gave them, your profile, how many followers you had and following you had and your bio, um, connected applications, which I thought was interesting because I've got some going all the way back to 2010. Uh, everything that you've ever authorized uh, via your Twitter account is all listed in there. Your contacts. So this is a list of phone numbers and emails that it considers your contacts. So like anytime you've had the Twitter app open on a phone and said allow contacts, it adds them to this thing. It's a big-ass list, in mine anyway. Uh, sessions. It's got a little bit of recent sessions in there. It's got account access history, so like IP addresses of everywhere oh, you've wow. logged in from. That one, for me, goes back only to 2020, and it's a big-ass long list. But then it's got your tweets, it's got replies, it's got retweets, it's got di uh, your DMs. Yeah, everything. Everything you've liked. Under safety, your blocked list. 486 blocked accounts, I guess, I got up to. Not bad. Uh, your demographics, your interests. Now, I remember going in and manually deleting all of these interests where it, like talks about what your interests are so it can kind of tailor your data to advertisers. And I deleted a lot of these and it just, I guess, added them back in. Uh, <laughs> 10 dash feet. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, 3D printing. Aaron Rupar. I don't even know who that is. Actors and actresses. That doesn't sound like you. Amazon. American football. Amy Coney Barrett. <laughs> Android. Andy Reid. Art. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. There's probably like three or 400 entries into this thing of what it thinks I like. LSU Tigers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, some of the shit is so random. Los Angeles Lakers, Chargers, and Rams. Live NBA basketball. All things I do not give a shit about. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. You really give a fuck about Zuckerberg. I mean, it's just silly. It's silly. McDonald's. I mean, okay, you might have got me there on a McDonald's. <laughs> Fat fuck alert. Fat fuck alert. Um, but the thing I think is cool about it is that 
well, A, that they give you all the data. B, in your folder, all your images are in there. So, like, everything you've posted and shit. Um, but it's locally viewable. So you don't need to be connected to the uh, internet or anything like that. Hmm. And then you have an offline backup that's always accessible to you. And uh, so I do recommend... Uh, hurting Twitter by deactivating your account and never using them again. But also, if you're like me and you've been on there for over a decade, you might want to take your data on the way out because, I mean, they let you. Surprisingly, uh, they allow you to. That's an option. That uh, I was kind of um, kind of curious as to whether or not they'd do it, you know? Especially with all this purge and craziness going on. Like, hmm, are they going to just... Pretend like there's an error or something, but I got it all. It's like a little over a gig. And I got yours. You asked me to... Yeah, I got y'all. Thank you. You asked me to nuke yours as well, so I did, and I got your stuff too. Yeah, all at once. Uh, Something I thought was interesting too is that when you're going through that, they also show you like every ad that they've ever thrown at you in the algorithm so if you wanted to actually go back and buy something that you missed or you know that actually stuck with you it's there i'm just like wow thanks guys it's pretty goofy i'll take i'll take your spam with me i guess too we both had a similar (laughs) file size just over a gig yeah and i made mine what 2012 yep yeah because i had to reluctantly but you were all i think 2011 oh yeah so that's when we would have met. We had fun. You had a Twitter when I met you. We won our cannabis cup tickets on Twitter. That's true. So, you know, it's it was fun while it lasted, I suppose. Right. <laughs> but with, uh, you know, I pulled all my, not data, but like all the pictures and stuff off of my face bag when I deleted that back in 2016, 2017. And that was pretty easy to do. Because I hear a lot of people are like, well, I, I don't like Mark Zuckerberg, but all my pictures are there. And I'm like, just take your pictures down. You can't trust it to hold yeah. your pictures anyway. You can't trust that your pictures anywhere that's not local hard drive, really. If you don't have your pictures locally, you don't have your pictures. Right. That's what people don't understand. Facebook is not a storage solution. And for that matter, any kind of cloud storage is mm-hmm. also rented storage on somebody else's machine you don't have that data i mean you're you you know with facebook you're paying via your information for the right and the privilege to access your own data but if you you know even if you rent a cloud service you're still storing those files on someone else's machine if you don't have it locally you don't have it period and that's that (laughs) fuck them yeah, just jump but right man, in there. honestly, I think it was a big mistake for them to uh, ban Trump from their platform. It's like, what are they gonna base all their headlines about now? It really seems. It like, still seems uh, like all the headlines are have Trump in it. I mean, even like that thirty-three article I cited. You know, I'm still talking about Trump. Yeah, I don't know. I I think they made a huge mistake too. But the problem that we have right now is that there's no apparent way to punish huge mistakes like there's no such thing as a huge mistake for tech giants or for democrats or for for that matter for republicans for any established political Mm. anybody good point a prosecutor a judge 
There is no, you know, they can make any mistake they want to make. And because there are no consequences to those mistakes, are they even mistakes? No. They just get away with anything. They get away with everything. So what the fuck is the point? I am really going to have a very hard time being convinced to vote ever again unless this somehow gets resolved. Now, I'm not trying to say that I'm totally giving up hope and faith in everything at this point, but I am saying that it looks pretty fucking bleak, and it looks like this is just going to be yet another attack on the American public that will go unignored, which has been happening with disturbing frequency, you know, at least since they shot Kennedy, and I'm sure that even longer than that you can point out plenty of examples, but... You know, even things like uh, what they did on 9-11 to us that is, as far as I know, never going to be revealed or never going to be acknowledged. Plenty of people know at least that um, shit doesn't add up. You know, there's plenty of people who understand that WTC7 won't go away. But what does that mean? What does it mean? Like, you and I know. You and I know. But so what? So fucking what? Yeah, they'll just send us to the re-education camps. It's just a tough, um, it's a tough point in history because it's hard to know what to do, and it's like, what do you do when you find out that nothing you do matters? Like, what? Then what do you do? Like, if if nothing I do matters, then what do I do? You know, go in the woods. OTG, go OTG. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. I guess your counter punch is just to make them and their systems all just as irrelevant to you as you are to them. And that is the real challenge, I think, of 2021 and beyond, is trying to match that irrelevancy that they thrust upon us and turn it back onto the systems that they run and profit for. And, like, there are ways to do that, but, you know, on the other hand, it's not it's, it's not easy, especially if you're good at it. I mean, look at the Ruby, Ruby Ridge guys, mm. you know. There's a certain point where you're going to be compelled to be back on the grid, especially if you're loud and obnoxious about it. I don't know. I, it's like I don't want to, you know, condone violence, but look at the founding of this country. And I think then, I mean, I had this conversation with my grandpa this week, too, about how, like, during the revolution, a third of Americans were for independence, a third fought alongside the British and a third didn't give a fuck and didn't participate roughly sure so it's just like it almost feels like that situation again but I don't know there's a lot of it looks like there's a lot of like honey pots being set up for there's definitely (laughs) the traps anytime the FBI is shooting off their mouth about what's gonna happen or warnings or anything like that you know that um they're just concocting more like a six week cycle or something more plots to hatch and then to step in and save to fucking save everyone and expand their budget. So, no, that's definitely not, like... And another thing is the Capitol buildings are such a dumb target anyway. Like, what are you going to do to the Capitol buildings? They're some of the most secure buildings in the world. And just because they're going to pretend like they're not, just because they're going to pretend like a crowd can rush in and get there, um, they decide that that can happen. They allowed those people in there. Yeah. If they didn't want anybody in there, they would have kept them out of there. But that's not what they did. And when people first got in, they were walking between the velvet ropes, taking pictures like tourists. Like, there was no 
crazy violence or, you know, I mean, I guess you could argue it's a mob because there were so many people, but it's just nothing adds up. The whole thing was fucking strange. And I mean, you know, Trump put out that tweet in December saying January 6th will be wild. So then anyone against him had time to plan and plot to try and fuck over his day. You're like, oh, all the patriots are coming January 6th. Now you can't even sing the anthem on a plane without being kicked off. I saw that. Fucked up. Yep. Well, I mean, a lot of us have been saying this kind of shit for a long time and been laughed at, but now they're just proving us all right. Uh, Their hatred for America and the whole monolithic two-party system, this duopoly that's really just a fucking uniparty, there is no difference when McConnell is just as giddy as Pelosi and Schumer are to get rid of Trump to, what did he say, purge Trump from the Republican Party. Mm. I don't think that any of those fuckers really understand. And to them, again, you know, maybe it doesn't even matter to them. If they can decide what the election results are, then, right. what, then what do they give a fuck what we vote or think? Like, even less now than they ever did. And who knows how long they've been fucking putting their thumb on the scale for some of these elections. You gotta wonder with the Stacey Abrams thing, because she was so pissed off to lose her election, and she was so sure that she was gonna win, it makes you wonder if they didn't sell both sides the fucking cheat package, and then just one of them paid more or something, you know? Who knows? That's another thing, is like... Anybody who's telling you for certain what the fuck's going on, or even more importantly, what's going to go on, what's gonna happen, is full of shit. Yep. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Not smart. I've followed some of the smartest people, and nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And the honest ones will at least tell you that. This show will never pretend like we know what the fucking future will bring. We will tell you what we hope for in the future, but... To go and pretend like you know what's going on is just absurd and silly. Well, I still cling to the mantis energy. I, you know, no. <laughs> it is it is funny to talk about, like, the violent insurrection and the, like, there has been no insurrection. No. There has been no violent response from the right wing. At all. At all. There hasn't been at all. And if there was, you would fucking know about it. <laughs> right. Uh, but there hasn't been that at all. Um, there has been from the left and we've watched a lot of that. Um, I don't think that they've also like flexed their full capacity either, not even close. And the problem that we plebes have on this right left paradigm is that we really ought to be fucking on the same team exactly. in terms of quote unquote fighting the power, uh, because none of these fucking people that these retards worship like AOC or Nancy Pelosi or any of the other fucking decrepit people in the Capitol, none of them have our best interest at mind. They are all for themselves and their own little wealth pile and their own little power stack. And the illusion that they're on two different sides is what has kept us all complacent for so long. And uh, until we kind of come to terms with that and are reaching out together... And I don't see that happening any fucking time soon. But, you know, until that thing kind of thing starts to happen. I mean, it seems to be a step f- closer, right? It seems to be that 
at least the conservatives who are just, you know, the regular regular people conservatives have finally realized how dumb their blue stripe flag is. Um, and they're just like blanket support of all police officers who are police officers because they're police officers. And even Trumpy will say, like, we support our law enforcement, love our law enforcement. Like, okay, I would love law enforcement if there was a rule of law that was just and that was actually upheld. Yes. Um, but there's not. And the way that you get to a point where there's not depends upon having lots and lots of corrupt fucking cops out there. It's part of the piece of the puzzle. Just like the way that you take over a whole country or an entire planet through a fake pandemic through a fake pandemic depends upon the corruption of the medical community and depends upon the corruption of academia. So I don't worship a fucking nurse because she walked by me in a set of blue scrubs. Just like I don't worship some fucking egghead professor because they're from the University of Dipshit State. I don't care about any of that. I don't worship anyone just because of their job title. And anyone who does is an idiot. And you're getting played. I think a lot of that has gone out the window. I think a lot of people got rid of their blue stripe flag. And, uh... The Capitol Police are a perfect example, man. You all got suckered as hell. Even the people that didn't run up in the building got suckered. Because some people are getting fired just for having been there listening to Trump's speech and not hurting a goddamn soul. That's right. Some people are getting, like you said, kicked off their airplane for singing the national anthem on the way back home. Yeah. In the United States of America. On United Airlines. United <laughs> Airlines. Give me a break, dude. Give me a break. So, like, I don't know. I guess I can say, like, silver lining people are waking up. But, I mean, how late is too late? And what the fuck can be done? I am not going to come out and say um, anything is over or done or set in stone. Because even even after an inauguration of Biden, nothing is over or done. Nothing's over or done until you're dead. But what is the point of participating in this supposed, you know... If, if the election system is corrupt, as we've seen plenty of evidence that it is, and furthermore, if there's no way, um, given a record amount of evidence, like we've never seen or heard about this much evidence, even if it was all fake. Let's say that it's all fake, every single instance of it. Okay. It would be a record amount of fake evidence. It'd be a record amount of any evidence at all. Okay? And so... You're not even going to look at that in any official capacity all the way up and down the chain of the court system. So what's the fucking point? There's no difference whether it's real or it's fake. That point is moot if they're not even going to explore it. Now, some of these courts are going to start exploring it starting the 21st and 22nd and later. Hmm. What is that going to do? What good does it do? If they kick the football down to where... Grabby boy Biden is is in the Oval Office, right? And and then say they discover, oh, uh, all this turns out this information or this evidence is legit. Like, well, what then? What are you gonna do then? What's gonna happen then? The hand wringing that uh, it would be too dangerous or that people would get too pissed off. Um, oh yeah, if they were to look into it, they were afraid they were gonna spark riots. Yeah, well, you know, riots, <laughs> riots have been sparked all fucking year. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, am I living in crazy town, or am I the only one that remembers these anarchists taking over the city of Seattle for, like, over a month? Yeah, they, Chaz, Chop, Autonomous Zone. They called it their own country, six blocks of Seattle. They trafficked weapons back and forth. They killed, like, five or six fucking people. They had their own little, like, justice board. And <laughs> headlines were written every day to justify it and to explain it. To mansplain it to America. Why it's a good thing. Why it should be tolerated. The mayor was like licking all of their fucking feet. Give me a break, dog. So we see the double standard. We see that it's at play. We're not fucking blind. It's just like, again, what do you do about it? And I think that's what they laugh about at night to themselves. Now, as far as like, a lot of people want to turn around and shit on Trumpy. Like, oh, well, he automatically has no legacy now he's like a fucking dud he's a weakling he's an idiot he's all these things and better or worse trump's not a fucking perfect guy i'm not a retard about it but trump's the only president that's you know in my lifetime that i've liked and i like the guy i think he's funny i think he was usually smart and what's he gonna do i don't know i think he has like a few things that he's probably going to do what they are there's no there's no way of telling at least for another week and a half, you know. No way of telling. Anybody who thinks they know is just full of their own sauce, man. Full of their own sauce. But what I'm not going to do is uh, get all down and, like, blame him. Blame the one guy who ascended to the very top of our political system and still tried to do things about it. No. That's not, that's not my target for my anger and my disappointment right now. My... Big target is just your average asshole out in the street. You know, it, people think that we've got this Second Amendment and we've got all this um, autonomy and power and, and the ability to uh, chart our own destiny and pick our own leaders and all this shit. And they still didn't, they, they didn't revolt on the small things. You think you can have an uprising when you don't even uh, fight the door guy for the, wearing a mask? You just put on a mask and walk in. You fuckers do what you're told no matter what it is. So don't pretend like you're going to fucking storm some shit all armed up. That was the part that's silly to me. FBI trying to trap people into storming and raiding shit. Ain't nobody storming and raiding shit. People just want to be, like, not con confronted at all. People are so anti-confrontation, they don't even know confrontation. There's very few out there. They're out there. There's certain guys. I love confrontation, bro. I fucking savor it. But, you know, most people will do anything and everything to avoid a verbal argument, let alone fisticuffs or further. So I'm not really seeing that. And uh, the romantic idea of this American spirit of rebellion, I, I, don't, I don't know where that's at either, you know. And, and in defense of that, too, and FBI honeypots and this and that, like... Unless there's a way to organize a meaningful motion, all motions are just going to make it worse. Right. If we're just scattering around like idiots, that's not going to help anybody or anything. There's no objective. There's no goal to be actually attained. So what's the point, you know? Yeah. I, th I think that, you know, had the American populace had a little bit of resistance to the other draconian measures that have been implemented all year there might have been a shot, you know, like, but how are we going to be trusted as a public with the big things 
like a like a stolen presidency, if you can't even be trusted with the little pieces of tyranny. I remember all of my fucking libertarian friends, so-called, uh, including some that were campaigning under the LP for, like, state rep and different offices, who, you know, when I'm like, right when it started, right when it started, I saw it coming from a mile away. Hey, they're telling us I gotta do this. They're telling us I gotta do, oh, I gotta wear it. It wasn't even wearing a mask. It was shutting everything down at the beginning. The mm-hmm. lockdowns, the lockdowns. 15 days. 15 days to flatten the curve, day 300, two days ago. Yeah. So, you know, I pointed out immediately that that's a bad idea and that's an infringement upon liberty. And I got pushed back from libertarian so-called people saying, oh, you know, in a, in a global pandemic, that's kind of a weird time to flex for liberty. No. <laughs> Are you a fucking idiot? No, a weird time to flex for liberty is like in peacetime when literally nothing is going on. When there's a big pandemic or when there's a war or when there's any big ass thing or, you know, when the authorities start telling you what to do, that's kind of the general time where you flex for liberty. I just couldn't believe it and I still can't really believe it. I mean, I feel like a fucking guy on an island in a lot of ways and I'm sure a lot of people out there feel the same way. But we all feel this way in our fucking basements alone with no camaraderie, with no way to like connect with one another. No Agenda Social is like one of those few places where I can go and just see people talking about the same shit, you know? Yeah, that's right. And at least there you can say stuff and people will understand where you're coming from. But even like you just pick a random person at the grocery store, you can't say nothing real to them, people. You don't know. And I'm, I don't even want to like upset people either, you know? Because there's no point. It's not like I'm going to change someone's mind, you know, who's already bought, who's already drunk on the sauce. Like, yeah, exactly. Drinking the Kool-Aid. So what can I do? You know, I can be there for my friends, but you can't, uh, I can't talk about it with family. Most of my family, most of my family is dumb. Most of the kids in my class are dumb. Um, and, and it's just, it's just like, uh, it's just off limits in America, man, in America. We're supposed to have a First Amendment. We're supposed to have freedom of speech and of thought. And, you know, even if if they had done this shit to Obama, dude, I would have been like, now let's hold off on Obama, man. You know, ban him from places. Uh, talk about arresting him, rounding up his whole family. Talk about finding all of his supporters and sending all of his supporters' kids to fucking re-education camps. That's not how we do it. That's not how we do it with people we disagree with. And I've had a long history of being politically involved with people that I vehemently disagree with on political subjects. I'm an issues guy. I'm not a partisan fuck. And the Republican Party is in for the rudest awakening, for certain, because most of these Trump guys are not partisan fucks. And... Some of them used to be. <laughs> That's the big scary thing. Some of them used to be partisan fucks. But you blew that. You blew that GOP. But, you know, like I said, if they can rig the election, they don't give a fuck what they blew. There's nothing to blow. There's nothing to blow. Because they run it all, they rig it all. I'm telling you, man, if we let this rigged election go, nothing is going to ever matter again. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can just be written off as a lunatic... And then there's no such thing as a majority or a minority because it doesn't exist because you can't measure it with an election. You don't know who's uh, you don't know who's the majority or minority if the if the election numbers are all bullshit. So what's the point? I don't know. 
If you know the point and you live in the KC area, you can come over to Don Cholito's this Friday. We're doing a Kansas City meetup. Hell yeah. For the No Agenda Tribe, and we would love for you to be there. Um, it's going to be at 6 p.m. That's three hours after 3 p.m. <laughs> for those of you on uh, Common Core Educational Standards. And uh, you can also RSVP by going to noagendameetups.com and send me an email. Let me know that you're going to be there. I did confirm the party room at Don Chalito's, so we're going to have a big old party room reserved. All right. And uh, that'll be fun. And you can forget your face diaper at home. That's right. You don't need it. They don't care. That's why we're going there. Yeah, we wanted to support their business because uh, they're not uh, requiring... They're the, basically the only person, in the only restaurant in Johnson County that isn't doing the face diaper thing. Yeah. And the owner said he doesn't care if a bunch of people all scoot the tables together and sit together. He doesn't care. He said, let the customers do what they want to do. We, I think we played it on the last episode, our, our little meetup, our promo meetup. We did. But I can play it for you again if you want. It was a lot of fun to make. It was fun. It's short. Oh, take it off, baby. Take it off. Come on, just take it off. I can't understand you. Take the stupid face diaper off. Ah, yes, much better. Kansas City listeners, join us for the KC Meetup Public Dining Full Frontal Exposure Edition. At the one restaurant in Johnson County not being a bunch of mask Nancys, Don Chilito's in Mission, Kansas. It'll be Friday, January 15th at 6 p.m. Please RSVP at noagendameetups.com. Yeah, so, you know, I figured some people would get on board. Uh, I had someone signal message me to RSVP, which is another way to uh, do it. Um, hey, so we'll have some peoples there. Whatever's clever. How we'll many RSVPs do we have so far? You know, I have not checked my email in like three days. So I know I've all fucking stacked up. Again. I know in the last few days I got three for sure. Okay, cool. And then there's some regulars who I don't think RSVP anymore. Right. They just come. Like C. Mike will be there, and he's not going to RSVP. I don't think. I don't believe he just shows up. I wonder if he's going to bring his 24 children. I hope so. That would be cool. It would be cool. But I also would not blame him in the least if he did not do that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of like loading our two kids up into two car seats, you know, <laughs> to go anywhere. And like what a pain in the ass it is. Multiply it by like, four. Like, yeah. damn, what if you have, uh, what's he have, eight, eight, nine, eight? Yep. Lord, Lord, Lord. We're trying to catch up. And then you got to take all their orders too, you know, mm-hmm. to the restaurant. Oh, uh, I think that... <laughs> I mean, if it was me, I would have that down. I would be like, all right, four chicken nuggets and four (laughs) spaghetti plates. And then you just split them if someone's like, oh, I want a little bit of spaghetti. Fine, you get half and then you get two chicken nuggets. Well, you guys can trade when the food gets here. Right. And uh, if not, too bad. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. Yeah, you don't eat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it sucks to be hungry. It does suck to be hungry. Sucks to be hungry. But hey, there, maybe, you know, we can... Hang out and at least find some camaraderie, some brotherhood. But I'm telling you what, man. It's been a lonely, lonely year. And I am a... I mean, I need people, dude. I'm an extrovert. And I like to hang. I like to pass bowls. I like to make jokes. I like to be dumb and get made fun of. I like all of that shit, man. I like that. And um, I just miss it, dude. I miss like hanging at bars with people. 
I miss, um, I don't know, just any kind of interaction, you know? Yeah. It sucks, dude. What this, uh, what all these collective psyops have done to people really suck, man. Uh, that's also what we kind of try to provide here in the bowl is sort of, um, I, I don't want it just to turn into some kind of bitch fest rant cause I've done enough of that tonight. I think, uh, I've got it off my chest. There's really nothing else to say on it, but what we want is sort of a place where you can come and relax and, you know, maybe hear some like-minded stuff, maybe hear some different minded stuff, maybe contribute ideas to your own. Feedback's always welcome at uh, for me, Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com uh, or Lorian at bowlafterbowl.com if you'd rather talk to Lorian. And we also have a voicemail line where you can call in and leave us voicemails on really any topic that you wish if you want to respond or if you have boots on the ground reporting. Uh, it's very easy to do. Um, all you have to do is pick up your phone. Call 816 3663 and the play of voice mail. That's right, 816-607-3663. We'll get you the voicemail line. You can also text if you're voice shy or, you know, if maybe you're dropping calls or whatever it might be. You can send pictures via the text line too. Uh, Farmer Todd sent us a gruesome picture of his thumb last week where he got injured. But every week we also do what's called First Time I Ever. Uh, we do a hashtag F-Tie. And uh, we talk about the first time I've ever done a thing. <laughs> to- today the topic is the first time I ever got high at a concert. Um, and that was brought to us by uh, Rick Brandon last week. He called in with his own version of that. So we decided to make it this week's topic. The way the topics work, of course, this is a podcast, so it's going out uh, onto the RSS feed, and you might be listening to this a day or a week or a month or a year from now. But the first time I ever topic still stands, and you can call in at any time and leave a text day or night, 24-7. It'll always be there waiting for you. And we love submissions on first time I ever is either old or new. Uh, so be sure to get those in. We've already got a, a few in the queue um, but we usually wait until we're behind the curtain to do that. Yes. And um, also I will say to my lovely co-host and wife and partner that uh, you've got a lot of stories to read too. Yeah, I do. Don't let me don't let me ramble about the future of our well, country for too much. A lot of things piggybacked on that and now I don't even really want to circle back to them honestly. But <laughs> Oh yeah, well you can skip everything I've already... Something I did think was interesting was that there was a lot of false uh, alerts of like, Trump's going to speak in two hours. Trump's mm-hmm. going to speak in two hours. That, like for the past several days, since he was uh, banned from social media. Sure. Um, and then he did finally speak today um, before boarding his plane in D.C., which was like a tip off because a lot of people had thought he was already in Texas. Maybe he went down there and came back. I don't know. We'll never know. Uh, maybe he was in D.C. the whole time. Probably that seems a bit more likely to me. And then he went to Alamo, Texas, praised the uh, border wall and the border patrol. But yesterday, when these outlets kept teasing that Trump was going to speak, um, looking at you, Fox, what is that thing called? Like News Now Fox or something? I hadn't heard of it before. Some dog shit operation. Yeah. 
I thought it was the uh, right side broadcasting when I was listening to it today. They have the same like empty headed J school dingbat and technical issues. They have the same voice and the same cadence. Like, oh, guys, and this is uh, Trump about to speak, and it's just so unprecedented that we would actually show you the footage of it live right now. And if you want to uh, (laughs) donate to our line, uh, please donate to this. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was very annoying. It's like, dude, we could do without the commentary. But I sent you a clip because they started, they were teasing Trump yesterday, but he never came on. But Mike Pompeo came on. And um, I'll admit, I didn't listen to the whole thing. But I I did catch something (laughs) interesting. So I clipped it. It's just one sentence. Just as we have done with other Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah, thought I thought that group me- music was pretty groovy. That's my groovy, groovy for Pompeo. That's my groovy but... background music for Pompeo. Take two. We can't ignore this truth. And just as we have done with other horrible regimes like the one in China, the Trump administrations will look to this as it is, not as we wish it to be. Okay, now did you catch it? Yeah, yeah. He said administrations, right? <laughs> yeah, the I Trump heard that. administration. I did listen to that uh, live and... Personally, I just think it's a, a, norm, a normal flub. And listen again, and I'll tell you why. We can't ignore this truth. And just as we have done with other horrible regimes like the one in China, the Trump administrations will look to this as it is, not as we wish it to be. So, regimes, so administration. The plural regimes leading into it, I think, kind of contributed to the trip up. But the way he pauses afterwards is sort of a pause as though he realizes that he misspoke. Sure. And so, to me, I didn't really take that as signaling. Okay. Personally. I know that a lot was made about it, but this is the thing right now, is, like, a lot is being made about every little fucking thing, which is, like, I I mean, I get it. It's because we have so much noise and no signal, and then, all of a sudden, a lot of the noise just gets cut out. And, by the way, we have no signal. No signal. If there's anything at all still going on, if there's any actual kind of fucking plan or like a hero arc redemption cycle in the back pocket, I better not hear fucking what's going to happen right now on a Tuesday, a week before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you understand what like, like if there, if there's anything that's actually going to work, then us fucking regular plebs are not going to hear about <laughs> no it. we shouldn't know about okay it. but that's pompeo is one of those people who i would expect knows a lot more than i do <laughs> about anything that's going on well yeah i mean fucking ran the cia so. exactly so i don't know i thought it was a fun one it is fun and i saw i saw a lot of uh people were very excited about it my but. last um political story just to get the fuck off of it is that I don't know what the status of Parlor is. I never joined. I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Um. See, I when it w- first came out, I did not like the players who hopped on, and I just I thought it was fishy too. And I don't remember the exact incident, but I did sign up for an account. And when I very first got on there, it was either the first or second day I was on there. I didn't really post. I was just lurking to try and figure out what it was all about. And somebody was saying. Uh, I don't know, something, but it got taken down or banned or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yo, isn't the whole point of this thing to not have a place you're just banned for a bunch of shit? And I got no, you know, action on it or anything. Yes, he never returned. 
I never went back, no. No, and I, I never liked the look or the feel or the talk of it. Like, it just mm-hmm. never engaged me. It was uh, the, the supposed popularity of it, I believe, was inflated by money behind it. That Dan Bongino guy threw a bunch of money behind it. I've never really been impressed by that guy, personally. Um, he seems like a guy that's talked tough, and, you know, maybe he was like a good uh, Secret Service guy. I don't know. I really don't know too much about Bongino, other than they're always putting him in front of my face, and I've never been, like, really impressed by, like, what he's brought, you know? Yeah. Well... I feel that way about everyone that was on Parlor in the beginning. And th- and that was a while ago. Yeah. That was like early 2020, if my memory is correct. I, I Which don't I'm know. just going off memory. But I, I, it was a long time ago when you right. had made that account. And then, yeah, you told me something about something got censored. You were like, fuck that. Yeah. Because, you know, we're all for free speech here. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing is you either have free speech or you don't. And so... um. One of the things about free speech and allowing it or putting up places where free speech is allowed is you will inevitably get people saying nasty things. Yeah, Um, of course. It's just a part of it. It's part of what free speech is. And so your response to when people start saying nasty things determines whether or not you're you're for free speech at all. Yeah. You know? And... My belief is that people should be allowed to say nasty things. I say nasty things. Yeah. Um, when I say nasty things, typically I'm trying to be funny or I'm trying to express a certain anger. Those are usually the two times that I'll say nasty things. Um, you really have to let people express themselves in whatever way and then respond accordingly. If people are using nasty language in bad faith then it should be pointed out and they should be mocked ruthlessly. But that's not to say that, like, you know, when you get into the weeds of banning certain words or certain phrases or certain ideas, uh, things that can never be discussed even in an academic sense, then it's just gone. You don't have free speech at that moment. And uh, you're full of shit. Yeah. Well, a British hacktivist has, um, you know, archived all of the data from Parler, all the posts, claiming to have captured 99.9% of its content. Oh, sure. And then um, sent it over to the FBI so that they could track with GPS locations people who were using the app um, in D.C. on the 6th and other such things. And, uh, yeah, creepy stuff. You know, I it, I heard they even got a hold of deleted posts too. Yeah, that's what I heard too, but I don't but, have a way to verify that. Boy, if I had a fucking bucket filled with things I heard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, who knows if they even have this archive data? I guess um, I read somewhere though that they were trying to post it all online too, in like um, the Internet Archive. It'll be hosted there. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever, Whatever indeed. The, you know. uh, my two posts on Parler were both bitching about how Parler silences free speech, so <laughs> I'm not fucking worried at all at what they got. I'm not worried at all. And I post some fucking rowdy shit. Uh, anybody who follows me on socials probably has an idea of that. Um, I've never posted anything 
um, without that awareness. Right, exactly. Without well, an awareness that this could be seen by literally everyone on the planet someday. Um, yeah, isn't that the goal when you post things anyway? No, I'm not going to sit here and arrogantly pretend like I would like for everyone on the planet to see everything I've posted. Um, there's a lot of shit I haven't well, posted that may be embarrassing or maybe. Hmm. You know, offensive to a lot of people. Uh, yeah, for sure. And there's all the other shit that I've said over, you know, my 15 years. I mean, you got to imagine, I've been half of my life, I've been on the uh, internet in a social form, actually longer than that. Oh, uh, sure. So, Back in the, uh, for me, it was Live Journal. And for you, you were on Zanga. Zanga. If anybody yeah. remembers Zanga. Uh, there was MySpace days. There Middle school. Facebook back in, usage. you know, when I first was on Facebook, there was only, you could only put, you could only complete the sentence after your name is. So every oh. status was Spencer is, and then you'd have to fill out what you were doing. Eating. Yeah. Farting. Showering. <laughs> wow. Being lonely in a tree thinking about girls. <laughs> but, uh, hmm. Yeah. Shitting and farting. Exactly. Now, nowadays, you can just go on a fucking rant, a rant, a rant. But, you know, I mean, my, my beliefs and my uh, opinions and my views and knowledge have all morphed and changed and evolved over time, too. Yes. And sometimes I look back at shit I posted. Like, Twitter data is a really great example, you know? If you go back 11 years, you posted some cringe-ass shit, you know? Yeah. Well, Fuck, I got on Twitter when I was 18 years old, man. Mm, I was yeah. 18. I was a baby, you know? But you don't know that you're a fucking idiot when you're 18. <laughs> and if you're dumb, you will never know that you're a fucking idiot ever. So, yeah. You know. It's true. <laughs> I know you're half retarded. As the most intelligent people acknowledge. We know. You can't hide. It's just, it's scary when you realize how much you don't know. It can That's be. True. But it's also, like, good that you have that awareness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a story about a guy. Who I think would totally come to our meetup if he lived in the area. Ooh. Because uh, Mr. Bruce Willis was asked to leave <laughs> a store for refusing to wear a mask. I saw that. Yeah. Now, I didn't see like if he complied and left or if he was like, no, fuck you. Here, take my money. Um, they didn't post like how the story ended. Just that people were upset that he was walking around with this bandana around his neck and not pulled up. I mean... I, I was like, dude, way to go! Right off the <laughs> bat, I don't mask man. I don't mask Nancy anybody because oh. that's not the person I am. But even if I was like a hardcore hall monitor type, I would not be fucking telling Bruce Willis what no. to do. I just wouldn't do it. I don't care if he's like an actor and like maybe in real life he's like a pussy, even though clearly that story indicates that that's not the case. But even still, I don't think I would be mm. approaching him and uh, telling him what the fuck to do. No, sir. No. Um, and then an interesting COVID story came out in the Kansas City area um, today about a patient who finally left after being in the hospital for four months. And the headline said, thanks to newer treatment. So I, I was like, I'll bite. Okay, like, what's the newer treatment? You know what the treatment they're touting <laughs> for saving this man's life is? The ventilator. Oh, Jesus. I was like, holy shit, they need some good PR for the ventilators. Because people, I think people are catching on, like, just say no to the ventilator. The ventilator's like, a death sentence, that's bro. The, yeah, exactly. Now, according to the story, <laughs> you know, he uh, he's 38, 
He went in with COVID four months ago, and then um, his left lung collapsed, oh, and that's shit. why they put him on the ventilator. And I will say, the hospital that he was treated at, I have good experiences with. You know, <laughs> but but like it, you know, I don't know. I was just like, new treatment. First of all, this is, the ventilator has been used since the beginning of the scamdemic, and second of all, like. <sighs> Are they really going to try and push this? Like, are they going to try to ramp up ventilator use again? Like, get Man, rid of people? I mean, they'll do any... People will just do whatever that they're told, especially walking in the hospital door. Right. You don't really have a choice in a lot of op- in a lot of cases. Well, they'll bully you into shit. You don't realize you have a choice, a lot of people. Exactly. They'll tell you and you don't have a choice and you'll believe them. You may not be educated That's as to why, what the hell's going on. Unless, unless literally I am bleeding out or have a broken bone... Which has happened, both of those things. Um, yeah, barring, you're not going. <laughs> barring those two, barring physical damage, I'm just not going in. I'd rather just take my chances in my bed. And if I'm going to die somewhere... Yeah, I'd I like to be I, in my bed. <laughs> I really would rather die in my house. I agree. I would much rather die in my house. Same. Because people can come to my house. And uh, right now, people can't come to your hospital bed. And I don't really... I just don't trust the fucking medical assholes at hospitals. I don't. They've no. given me no reason to. Um, I don't like the dancing TikTok videos, especially. I don't like a lot which, of it. Like, I've never used TikTok, but I still see them, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. It's kind of creepy. It's very creepy. And, you know, I had a bad hospital experience when I was a child, which just, just scarred me for life. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, no, no thanks. They're trying to fuck with us. <laughs> they are. Uh, so... In so my, when are we smoking some weed? We can go behind the curtain, but I've got another big news story. Oh, yeah, let me hear it while uh, we go back here. Yeah, you get all the shit ready. Okay. You meet me back here when you're done with it. Well, I'm, I'm just coming back here to tell you. I don't like yelling from room to room. You know that. I'm deaf anyway, so if you say something, huh? I'm not going to hear you. What? Uh, Lisa Montgomery. What? I made the mistake... Of bringing up this fucking story a month and a half ago um, because I thought it was interesting because her story, her crime scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid in 2004 when she um, killed a pregnant lady and cut the baby from her stomach and then pretended it was hers for a day. Okay, like, that stayed with me. (laughs) So as soon as I saw her name and then they were like, who is accused of fetal abduction which is what they've broken it down to now they just call her oh she it's kind of like a a euphemism huh? she's accused of fetal abduction okay well fetal abduction that's like a very sterilized way of saying you ripped a uh, an unborn baby out of a woman's stomach and and left the woman to die yeah yeah Yeah. did they kill that bitch today no what yeah so this is why i didn't talk to you today about this because last night i was bitching at you because um, they did like they did this fifteen minute special on this woman on death row. Now she would be the first woman executed in seventy years. And what I thought was really interesting is that the last woman to be executed on death row kidnapped and murdered a little boy from Kansas City. So she also had a tie to this region. Bonnie Heady was her name. Like, what the fuck? We live in a wild, wild west, man. I I tried to explain it to you, but... And then, um, anyway, so this investigative journalist, um, 
has been on the case since you were not like on the case, but you know, covering the events since 2004. So they put together this 15 minute, what I would call a memorial that they played yesterday. And they had like archived news footage, but then they went into this long rant of an explanation for why she did what she did saying that, what? yeah, saying that like women who, uh, commit fetal abductions, which I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's more of these fucking stories out there. Is this a new all. sub-demo? And that, right, right. Is this a new sub-demo? Women like, who... Oh, they're slightly... Oh it's disgusting. Like, they're slightly overweight, so people might be confused, think that they're pregnant. They may... They have a history of sexual abuse. Uh, they may have lost a baby, like, miscarriages often in their history. And I'm like, okay, so they're trying to build up sympathy for this bitch. And then... I sent you a clip. They played this fucking song that was written for her. This is what you've called Montgomery's song? Yes. Oh, boy. This is just a There piece. are online petitions and even a song about how cruel her execution will be. But when they tie me to the chair Ooh. <laughs> Will you think it's fair? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. And in the morning when it's done, will you think you've won? That feels so yes. good. Now, what the fuck? Okay, now there is an ISO I pulled from that. Oh, boy. Uh, and you'll see it. Uh, an ISO? It's like, yeah, also under Montgomery. Montgomery. In the morning. Yeah, <laughs> in the morning was in there. How so. did I miss it? <laughs> yeah. Hey yo. Anyways, I, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Okay, I have never heard this like movement for someone waiting to be federally executed before. You know, and I said to you last night when we were when I was watching this and laughing my ass off, and I was commenting on, it and you were you know listening to it kind of because I was listening to it, but I was just like, "Is it because she's a woman?" Is that it really what this comes down to is just like, she's a woman. Yeah. We can't kill her because she's a woman. Because that's kind of how it started feeling. You know? I was like, where was the outrage for the last guy that was killed? I can't even tell you his name off the top of my head. I didn't hear shit about it. Well, anyway. You know, I'm... The 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 pleading insane kind of even bugs me, to be honest. Like... Well... I would venture, at least by my definition of insane that most people who murder uh, are gonna meet it yeah um i would say so my definition of insane is kind of loose and that like kind of scoops myself up in it a lot of times but um i don't think that there's any sort of uh when you're talking about these crimes like murder um which really is kind of like the worst thing you can probably do on this earth is to like steal somebody else's life unjustifiably the the reasoning kind of goes out the window you know i mean yeah. i guess you could have reasons for like uh, of course there's always the war that's the first thing people bring up is like you know war and self-defense self-defense yeah so obviously this that's isn't either. <laughs> obviously that's a thing but like some people 
kill people and then collect on their life insurance. Some people kill people because they're in a blind rage and hate that person. Some people kill people to steal their baby because they really want a fucking baby. I don't really think that the the reasoning, if it's not justified, is going to get you out of it. It's no. not a justified reason. You can't just well, add crazy and, like, scare it away. You know, there has to be some sort of accountability for your actions here on Earth. So, to recap for any new listeners... Her attorneys submitted 7,000 pages in a clemency petition of why she should not be executed. And then her attorneys both came down with COVID, allegedly. And so she was granted a stay of execution. Her execution date was delayed until January 12th. The attorneys fought that. They said she should still have a stay. That's not fair. We're still out sick and whatever. Uh, and then a judge in D.C. actually was like, yeah, you can't, you know, just keep pushing this off. She's going to be executed on the 12th. Well, today, they the attorneys were in court, and they had that stay of execution granted. What? Because they said it's unconstitutional. They ruled that it's unconstitutional to execute someone who has lost touch with reality. Where in the fuck is that in the Constitution? Nowhere I could find. And then here's the kicker. Wow. There were so that two, just kind of pardons. There were two other federal executions scheduled this week, both granted a stay of execution. Well, and you know exactly why. <laughs> well, these ones say because they tested positive for corona. They're, but why wouldn't you? How, does being sick save you from death? Like They're preparing for an administration yes, change. I and they're preparing for an administration that doesn't do federal executions. And so the excuse that they're going to use is just going to be like throwing a dart at a dartboard. It doesn't really matter. She is, has been moved to Terre Haute, though, Indiana, where they, they uh, you know, do the executions. But still, I'm just like, remember yesterday I was like, well, tomorrow it'll be all over. I won't have to kick myself in the ass for bringing this story up anymore. Nope. No, no, fuck. At this point, they might just, like, let her out because, you know, she's cuckoo, so no good being in a jail. That's not good for cuckoo people. She needs help. She needs to be released to her sister who cried on tape for us to beg Trump to, you know, just pardon her. Just pardon her after she ripped a baby out of her. A friend, too. She knew this woman that she killed. And stole the baby from. They met at dog shows. Oh, God. They showed dogs, these people. (laughs) (laughs) Showed her more than that in the end. Well, you know, I don't know. I was thinking about this, too. It's like, you have a right to a speedy trial, but there's nothing that says you have a right to drag it out for 40 years. Like, I don't understand why, especially in some of these death row cases, there can't be some sort of an expedition. Like... The whole point of the death penalty is to get you the fuck out of here. Right. You know, that's, that's what it what is. I would think. That's, <laughs> I mean, conceptually, just intellectually, if you can just m- melt away the feelings and all the bullshit from it for a second. Yes. Melt away the uh, obvious caveat that always is brought up and will be brought up. And we'll talk about it. Of, you know, they get it wrong sometimes. I get that. But just at its basic level, you kill somebody, you get caught. They prove it. You're fucking dead. That is better than any maximum security prison in terms of you can't kill nobody else because you're fucking dead. Mm -hmm. That also isn't bleeding away any sort of taxpayer funds over time. Yeah. On some 
astronomical scale. A lot of people bring up that weird argument of, well, it's worse to rot away for the rest of your life in jail than just to be executed. Me, I've never been executed, nor have I rotted my whole life in jail. So I don't really know the answer to that question. I don't really know which is worse. Like, I could see how one would have its pros and cons and the other would have some pros and cons. But, you know, I'm not going to go and say, like, I know which one's better. I'm just saying I can see the utility in the death penalty for heinous crimes. Uh, it's also an incredible deterrent, you know? You would yes. th- you, one would su- One would suppose that if... Uh, if you get killed and people reliably get killed for killing people that, you know, it would make you think twice about killing anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, there you go. Sorry. I don't know. But, but the thing about getting it wrong is, you know, people always bring up, well, the state has killed innocent people, but honestly, my immediate answer to that is then like, they're culpable too. Like if you prove that a prosecutor put somebody to death that was innocent, then boom, now they're on trial. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Hello. Well, what about the jury, the, though? I mean, the, you get a jury. Well, you would have to talk about the prosecutor and the prosecuting attorney. I mean, the jury just decides based on the evidence that they're showing them. But if you can show, like, a lot of the people that have been put to death, like, prosecution just made up cases about it. Like, there's plenty of those cases out there. Mm. And the thing about a lot of prosecutorial malpractices, there's no consequences for that either. They're another piece of the elite untouchables so Hmm. they can prosecute people and make up a bunch of shit and they're rarely caught but if they are caught nothing happens anyway like at worst they can just resign and still have a pension and shit must be fucking nice must be fucking nice well anyway must be fucking nice it's january 12th and i'm still not done talking about this fucking story this fucking lady I thought this would be the big conclusion, the big finale tonight, but nope, uh, nope, nope. No. I don't know if oh, you wanted well. to uh, talk about the first time that you ever got high at a concert. Uh, yeah, so we, we can, can get... talk about that and listen to some voicemails. So the first time that uh, I ever got high at a concert was at a, it was my senior year, and it was a concert downtown. I'm trying to remember the name of the place, the Uptown Uptown Theater. It was Tech Nine. Oh, boy. And that was the first time also that I had ever even uh, been at a concert where there's weed passed around and stuff. Like, it was just so extra normal. Tech Nine in Kansas City. That's epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always goes hard here. So, they were going crazy on stage, and uh, dudes were just passing J's around. Like, I didn't bring any of my own. I think we smoked before we went, for sure, but it's like a, it's always a pleasant surprise. You show up at a concert, and you're like... You're not really sure what to expect. You might buy a couple beers, and then all of a sudden, like, some stranger passes you a joint, and you're like, oh, bet. <laughs> and you smoke that joint. You could smell it was, like, nice weed. You know, it wasn't just, like, uh, I'm sure it's easy enough to lace a, a concert joint. But mm. that's not my, that was not my experience. Oh, that's good. Personally. Uh, the Bull After Bull Show does not recommend taking drugs from strangers, but <laughs> you spin your wheel at your own risk, I guess. Yeah, freedom of choice. You want to hear my first time I got high story? I was, uh, jeez, let's see. I went to the Family Values tour that was going on. I had to be probably around, like, 12. <laughs> and um, I went because Duran Gray was playing, which is a Japanese band I was obsessed with. And they had finally come to America. And I was like, holy shit, had to go. Well, anyway, Korn put on this, uh, this tour with these bands. And I went up and... 
the Boston area to see them. And I stayed, I stayed through the head, well, to the headliner, which was corn. And then the, all the fucking weed came out. Oh, and shit. it's mass, so it's just like swaggy, swaggy, <laughs> like oh, <laughs> shitty weed. Sticks of it's bricks. Kind of, uh, yeah, like nothing loud, you know, but man, you could see the smoke. And this was outdoors, like at an amphitheater. Dang. And uh, I've been I in a few situations <laughs> like that. I stayed long enough to get like a weird buzz feeling in my head. I remember being like, I think I have a headache. <laughs> but I was with my grandma, so it was. she was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I was like, yep, okay, because I was also kind of scared. They're like, smoking <laughs> illegal narcotics. Corn is like a wild live. I saw, I saw I them bet. again when I was older, and I got to stay. You know? I, I never but. had the constitution for that sort of a live show. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. But I'm excited to hear what other people's uh, first time getting high at a concert well, story is. Well, we do have a caller with a make good to start things off. Oh, cool. Which I always appreciate, too. You can always do make goods. It's never too late to talk about a, a topic. People will be like, oh, I missed the topic. It's like, well, the line's still open, baby. You don't have to miss it. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. bowl. So uh, I got two make goods. Oh, two oh, make goods. Right. Uh, first time I ever choked. Oh, I think this counts. I'm not sure. We did a talent show over at Youth Group, and we sang. We did a soft indie folk cover of Psychosocial. <laughs> right. And uh, we wore wigs and played guitar and stuff. And every time I leaned over with the microphone, which was a hard, you know, straight up stage microphone, stuck it over, stuck my arm out to let my friend sing. He also leaned forward, and the first time we did that, he broke his tooth and chipped it right oh. off. Oh my god! Bleeding all over the place. This happened again, and he broke his tooth. I broke his tooth with the microphone even more. Oh shit! He starts bleeding. He's going, oh, oh. It's like uh, <laughs> it's on video somewhere oh, no. on the internet. But You're so he's, he's bleeding it. all over the place. And before that, we had been talking around before the talent show. Like we have these blood packets. What are we going to do with them? You chew on, you bite down on it, and then it looks like you're bleeding out of your mouth. So when this happened. A lot of people in the audience were like, oh, this is all fake with blood packets. It's a bit they're doing. But no, it wasn't. He actually <laughs> was bleeding. and had to get uh, dental reconstruction on his front two teeth. And so when that ended, I, I guess it's not really a choking example because we still high-fived and went, nailed it, and walked out. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's the yeah. story of our soft indie cover of Psychosocial. <laughs> I mean, if you're a real... Uh aficionado of slapstick then there's a certain level where you just can't choke in fact you're trying to choke but that's a pretty good situation that whole like the audience thought it was fake thing like it reminds me of that guy that stabbed himself at the open mic have you ever heard that story no some guy like killed himself with a knife on stage and people like it took a it took a while for people to realize it was like not an act oh my god (laughs) yeah that's uh, that's cr- crazy and commitment. It's legendary. To kill yourself with a knife. You gotta be like Elliot Smith style sad to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we got the second make good, right? Okay, other make good. Um, Here you go. First time I ever went to a hospital. And the only this is actually the first and last time I've been to a hospital. There's never been a time before since, as far as me being the patient at the hospital, that is. So I'm uh, Lucky. about <laughs> seven years old. My parents are taking us, me and my sister, to this Amish place to stay for a weekend because they're into dumb shit like that. And we're staying with these Amish people, so there ain't shit going on over there, not even telephones. And this is, like, before anybody really had cell phones, at least uh, before our family. 
we had cell phones. And we're Amish people, so they don't have cell phones. And I'm walking on this <laughs> brick wall, as kids do. It's yeah. probably about Uh-oh. five feet high, and I'm walking across the top of it. And I slip and fall, and my legs go on either side of the brick wall. Oof. Uh, just straight land on my crotch on this brick wall. Oh, damn. And it uh, immediately I know something's wrong. Uh, the brick wall turns out sliced through my jeans into my thigh. And when I get my pants off to look, it's like right by my nutsack. Thank God didn't didn't hit those, but it's about an inch away and just sliced right through into the through the skin and through the muscle. And I see like the fat cells in my thigh are like the fat. Damn, and, oh. uh, that's gross. That yellow. Holy moly, yeah. So uh, like I ended it. up like waiting in the ER for like four hours before they ever took care of it. Damn. And, um, Fuck that. Watched Powerpuff Girls or some shit on TV in the ER. And uh, I still have a big, thick, giant scar on my inner thigh left of my nutsack for that. So. Oh, God. First and only time I've been to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking poor nutsack. Well, it was a lucky miss, I guess. Yeah. Hope your shit still works, seat sitter. And if you ever get confirmation that your shit works, you better let me know out there. <laughs> good for you for not ending up back in the hospital. Since yes. then. That's awesome. That is a good work. It's a long Locked time to stay hospital. clean, man. Stay clean. It's a long, it's a long time to stay clean out of the, uh, out of the thing. Yeah. Do we have more? We have one more from uh, Sir Seat Sitter. Oh, we have yeah, several yeah. others. We have several others. There's an old saying my grandpa used to tell me. <laughs> I think it holds true. Something's worth saying. You say it five times in a row. Is that, is that true? Did you watch the director's cut of JFK yet? Oh, Did you watch the director's shit. cut of JFK yet? Did you watch the director's cut of JFK yet? Did you watch the director's cut of JFK yet? Did you watch the director's cut of JFK yet? <laughs> JFK episode. Yeah. With the electric ball. Yes. Come in a month or something. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's on the schedule. He always does these cliffhangers. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> you cliffhanging son of a bitch. I'm always like, ah, oh, I know there's like a bunch of silence. I don't know how much I can talk before he's going to punch back in. Yeah, I don't want to cut him off, but. It's all right, because uh, we do truncate the silence for the uh, sake of the listeners in the future and also the listeners on the lovely No Agenda stream. Since uh, Saran Bimrose is good enough to play our show on the stream from time to time, it spins on there. You can hear us there every once in a while. We figure we can at least cut out the painful pauses behind the curtain for you, especially since a computer does that for you. Ha ha! Uh, so if you're listening post, you won't get all of the waiting for the next line to come kind of things. Mm. Well, yeah, that's a good teaser for abs in a six-pack. It's true. Feet bowl after bowl Yeah, we're on gonna, JFK. I'm going to do a JFK episode. The answer, of course, to your five questions uh, is no. I have not watched the director's cut of JFK yet, but I intend to watch the director's cut of JFK before next week. Put it on the to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> probably Saturday night. Probably do it Saturday night or Friday night. It'll probably be like number 33 on the to-do list. Oh, you never know. I might get too drunk at the meetup and not be able to watch oh. director's cut of JFK. I want to really get in the mood, you know. I really want to do the whole thing. Because that was my first, yeah. like, that was like baby's first red pill was JFK. So, hey, you want to hit me, uh, hit you with another voicemail? Yeah. 
Hey, it's Phone Boy. So I don't know what your topic for first time I ever this week is because the chat room says, uh, yeah, it says first time I was patient in a hospital. I think that was last week. We just fired our chat room guy. I'm just going to go off the board and say, oh, the first time I ever called into a radio station. Ooh. Um, So um, I remember, you know, I don't know, I was probably seven and, you know, and I called into one of the local radio stations to, of course, request a song that they played like an hour before or something. Like, oh, let's play it later. But that was not the most interesting of the calls I had. So I, and then later, probably about 11 or 12, I had called into that same radio station as a morning show. And I, I read in, I read them something from Mad Magazine. It was one of these, are you, it was like a, are you sexy uh, poll? So this was 19, <laughs> this was 1984 or whatever. Um, so what they, and what they did was they, um, you know, and I, and I, you know, and I'd ask the, the, the DJ the different questions or whatever. And I thought, you know, and I, and after I got through all of it, you know, I kind of read that, you know, okay, well, you, the way you answered it was this way, so that you scored it this way, and then you got, um, you know, it was, and it was a funny thing, and of course, I, I was playing the, um, or, you know, I was laughing so hard as I was reading the whole thing, you know, <laughs> just, um, and, you know, the DJ actually, you know, he came out of the commercial break, he actually played me, you know, reading how sexy he was or whatever, which was just completely funny, um, so, yeah, I guess that was the first time I ever called into the radio, and yeah, so it's, I guess that's why I've always been kind of into podcasting, radio, whatever. And yeah, hey, the name Phone Boy came from radio, so yeah, there you that's go, just the yeah. way that goes. So in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl, in phone the bowl. Boy. Glad to have you with us. That's a fun one. That's funny because we had discussed that as a possible F tie topic before. Yes, we sure have. We just haven't used it yet, but it's in the notebook. Now next week. Next week, next week. Yeah. Uh, our first time I ever topic will be. The first time you ever called into the radio show, um, and as usual, the first time topics are going to be very loose. So, like, if the question is, "Does this count?" the answer is yes, it counts, it counts, because you clearly have a story to tell us about it. So, the fact that you have to ask if it counts means it does, it qualifies. You qualify to call eight one six six zero seven three six six three and leave a voicemail, just like this wonderful gentleman did. Well, peeps, believe it or not, I've never smoked weed like at the concert, like being in the okay in the audience while listening, watching the band play. Yeah. Never smoked weed there. I've smoked weed like at the venue outside the concert area. Yeah, sure. I even got high with a few guys from Coheed and Cambria way back in the day. Like, oh, fuck it, eh? Cool. Good times. It see it pays to. Roll your blunts ahead of time, take yep. them to the show, yeah. and then you never know who's going to come sniffing around. Fucking so, A, man. you guys got? Yes. We got this right here. Shared it with a dude that ended up working like road crew. Tight. And then he went and got the bass player who went and got a couple of more dudes. So, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Good times. Good times. In the bowl. Love you. Mean it. Stick. Stick. <laughs> oh, you, you caught me off guard with the stick. I don't know how I didn't see it coming. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. It's always good. Uh, it ups your percentage of something cool happening if you like have something to bring to the party for sure. <laughs> Some kind of a party favors. I used to be a manager of a bar, so like, I know how that works. Always be prepared. Always be ready. Always just have something. Just like, oh, you want to yeah, have a swing? We did get another Farmer Todd text. Ooh. I think he's still a little bit, uh, a little voice shy. <laughs> He left a great voicemail though. <laughs> he did leave a great voicemail. Todd, Farmer Todd, don't don't be upset about your voicemail performance. Yeah, because we loved it. It's wonderful. You you did have that weird uh, digitalization though. Maybe that's what he's worried about. Maybe it's not his performance. It's just the 
connection. Connect. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Farmer Todd says, living in Appalachia, there were tons of bluegrass festivals before they were cool. The 90s were fun for rural kids drinking beer and stealing buds from their parents. Nice. Mm. So maybe a concert isn't what you'd call it anyway. <laughs> Uh, I see where it's going. One hot August, maybe 95, at a bluegrass festival, we snagged a little bud and wandered down the creek. We say crick. Yeah, we wandered down the crick. We drove about a mile or two to a nice swimming hole. I was maybe 16 and going to be a junior in high school. It was the middle of the day and we had nowhere to be. Two, Two of my best friends convinced me to partake and I got blasted. I think I have a low tolerance. I remember riding back to the festival after smoking a few bowls and literally hanging over the bed rails of the truck, just sucking air so I wouldn't puke. <laughs> Funny looking back at people I was with that day, we still go to the same festival and our kids hang out. I obviously need a secure bud location. <laughs> Keep them bright, Spencer and Lorian. Farmer Todd. Very nice. That's a great story, Farmer Todd. Yes. Thank you for texting us. I really should... Uh, Listen to Farmer Todd's voicemail again when I have time, and then do future Farmer Todd text in Farmer Todd's voice. Yeah, I was going to say, Farmer Todd, you got to let us know if Spence nailed it or not. <laughs> if I nailed it? Oh, yeah, I that know. voice you started doing while you were reading oh, his text. Oh, I didn't do a voice. I just said crick. <laughs> it was like one word in a voice. Mm-hmm, okay. It stuck a little bit. <laughs> okay, you'll have to rewind the tape. You got me. You're doing a cold read on the text. doing a cold read on the text. (laughs) Farmer Todd, I could just imagine you hanging out of that truck on the last voicemail. Just sucking wind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we do have another voicemail. All right. Can you believe it? I believe it. Healthy plate of voicemails tonight. This one coming all the way from Canada. My first time smoking weed at a concert was at a tool concert. And the last time I smoked weed was at a tool concert. (laughs) A different one. Love you guys. Wow. I am really high. (laughs) Love you. Yeah, we love the crap out of you, girl. Yeah. The last time you smoked weed, though, at a tool concert? Yeah, the first time and the last time. And the next time, likely. Yeah. (laughs) Likely. (laughs) Carolyn, thank you, darling. Man, my mom would approve of that from heaven. Yeah. She's too obsessed. <laughs> but that's a story for a different day. Who are you to smoke weed at concerts? <laughs> oh, my god. Yeah, tool, tool definitely doesn't condone smoking weed, guys. Just kidding. Weed is, uh, weed's pretty good. So, did you see that... The House Democrats here in Missouri filed a resolution, um, resolution number 10, urging Josh Hawley to resign because I did see that. he dared to, uh, you know, question Biden's Electoral College victory. I need to give our boy a call again. Yeah. I, I, just to um, say thanks and just like really um, in this political game uh, that is our... Uh, government it shouldn't be any of that no matter what goes down you know yeah I if agree. there if there are crimes committed then there are crimes committed and then you're going to prosecute those crimes but for some things that people have said especially when you contrast them with some recent things that other f- fucking people in the congress have said 
like Maxine Waters telling her supporters to chase people out of restaurants and shit. Um, the incoming vice president told us that the riots are going to keep going even after the uh, election and that uh, it's not going to stop. This is going to keep going. And that they shouldn't stop. So, you know, yet again, the uh, double standard rears its ugly head. And then, uh, I mean, they always play the Nazi card. You know, Biden called Holly like the uh, Joseph Goebbels. 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 Thank you for the pronunciation. (laughs) Yeah. It's just gross. I related him to that. Uh, But then to make it grosser, Hallmark is asking for their political donations back from Holly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and they got receipts. They're like, we donated $7,000 to you. We would like it back. And they also reached out to the senator from Kansas, Roger Marshall, and asked for their $5,000 back from him, too. That's not how it works. And that's not... It's a it's a donation. No refunds. You, don't you, re- you yeah. likely already wrote it off on your taxes, too, you fuckers. Precisely. Actually, I don't think you can do political contributions that way, but... Uh... Well, I don't know how PACs work. It's Hallmark's PAC, P-A-C. Yeah. Don't know, but it's gross either way. And, uh, and no, There's the- no refunds. Just ask Mr. Sanders, Mr. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> ask the Bernie people if you can get a refund. The kicker- Be careful, Hallmark. I'm, I'm watching you, sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. The kicker, too, is that you know Simon & Schuster has completely dismantled his book deal. Yeah. They're just, uh, you know, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to... L- Want America to be a better place. God forbid you you act independently. Especially you know? if you simultaneously also happen to like or admire Trump or anything that he ever did. Right. Anything to do with Trump and you're just, you know, first in line for the re-education camps. I think Trump was a hell of a lot of fun, you know? Me like, too. I think that guy was smart and I think he had a lot of fun and I think he did a lot of good things. Yeah. That's just what I think. And not. guess what? In America, you're allowed to just think that, okay? And people say it for every other fucking president, you name them, all the way back to fucking Nixon. Nixon was the last guy that you're not allowed to say anything good about, you know? Yeah. I also have plenty of qualms with Trump, but he's uh, the first president in my lifetime that I've seen actually keep promises and um, no war. That was weird. Yeah, right? it's kind of strange. And then right? also getting the federal executions going again, you know, to go back to a topic from earlier. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's okay in my book. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, that's the, for sure. You know, he's not going to go away, and more importantly, neither of the people that supported him. What they're The only place they're going to go away from is the Republican Party. Yeah. And shit, man, maybe we can shake up this bullshit Pepsi versus Coke thing and uh, destroy it from the outside. I'm looking forward to that. Hell yeah. Because the GOP, man, they can pound sand, dude. I, this is the first cycle I went for all those guys. And uh, wouldn't you know it, big letdown. Mm, yeah, right, because Holly wasn't this cycle. Yeah, I mean, that's, I yeah. Him and Matt Gates, and there's a few exceptions that prove the rules. but Right, dude, exactly. The party is a disaster. Oh, yeah. And the founders warned us that that would happen. Founders yeah. warned us that if two, if two, like, diametrically opposed... Equal parties rise up. They're going to just control everything in this power Mexican standoff, which has been going on for ages and ages. Mm-hmm. Yep, since before I was born. Yeah, since long before we were born, since before our parents were born. Thank you for letting us inherit this problem, parents. Parents, you got some Real quick, I don't know if you saw that the Kansas City Star has removed their founder uh, from their masthead. 
William Rockhill Nelson. Mm. Also, you know, the name behind the Nelson Atkins Museum because yeah. it's his property that was donated to this lovely city. Uh, and he had a quote that they had up on that masthead, uh, a paper for the people, which I'm like, that's great. Yes. Well, they're just saying because of his dealings in real estate and how segregated real estate was in the city, um, that he's a bad guy. And, you know, they voted on their editorial board to remove it. And that's what it's going to be. They, um, I wanted to note that their editorial board has also been really pushing for re- renaming J.C. Nichols Parkway, um, who I suppose is more to blame for the segregation of uh, neighborhoods right. that Kansas City has the, seen. The in infamous history. truce divide. Mm-hmm. And um, they've also called for the Chiefs to be renamed, which we've talked about on the show before. I don't never think we really need to get happen. into. <laughs> no. No, and that's never. We're never going to be the Kansas City football team. Never going to happen. Fuck that. No, it's after Chief Bartle. Do some fucking research, bud. Now over the line, um, a congressman is asking to leave the Democratic Party and become independent, and that man is 19-year-old Aaron Coleman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've got some clips because we've never talked about him before, but I've always wanted to. Did we not bring him up once? We never brought him up, but we talk about it sometimes. Should I play his clip? Privacy of our home. Well, give me a minute. Okay. Uh, I'll let you know. You set it up. Um, Is that the... Gla- Do you know which one that it is? It just says Aaron Coleman Closet. Closet. Okay, cool. So, Aaron Coleman uh, was a 19-year-old running to be a Democratic rep, and he, um, we started seeing his like makeshift campaigns that were just like cell phone videos, um, you know, where he talks about wanting to usher in the Green New Deal and trying to be more progressive for his community. And uh, lo and behold, his uh, like write in campaign worked. And, or I think that the other guy had like termed out or something. He was the other guy was trying to pull a write in campaign, <laughs> either way. Kansas saw Coleman as the only person on to vote for on the ballot. So, um, of course, he got in. And um, all throughout his campaigning, the Kansas Democratic Party was, like, pulling out this dirt on him. Like, oh, well, when he was 13, he blackmailed a girl when she wouldn't send him nude photos. And I guess he got his hands on one, and he said, I will send this to everyone you know. And she didn't send him anymore, so he posted it online. And then they called, you know, they were saying, like, this guy is a... Can, you know, guilty of revenge porn, and he's a bad person. He bullies people. Uh, and that was middle school, and he, um, you know, he brought that up. But we we noticed he has like a strange speech pattern, uh, right. for lack of a better term. And so I wonder if he might be on the spectrum. But this is the closet ISO I have is just like my favorite story that he tells. It's the real short. You know, obviously, I was. I was a disruption to the other, st- other students, um, so they just put me in the closet. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, as I've said time and time again, we need to reinvest in the early childhood education because you sh- there should never be a kid who's just saying, "Oh, we can't help them, so we're just going to put them in a closet." It's, that should that should be off the table. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that. It's hard to argue with that, but this dude says that he was in a closet for a whole school year. He says that. He says that they would put him in the closet, right? Did I hear that right? That's you know, what he said here. I was, I was a disruption to the other, other students. 
Yeah. Um, so they just put me in the closet. I mean, it's yeah. So they would put him in the closet because he was a disruption. I'm not. I don't think he's claiming that he spent the entire school year in the closet. You gotta read some of the articles, man. Like he says, basically that's what they would just automatically do with him. It's just kind of ridiculous the way he's talked about it in the past. This was a Glenn Greenwald interview that I pulled that one from, mm. and Glenn Greenwald actually stood up for him and said, like, you know. People can change. People can grow. And he has shown remorse for um, what he's done. And I'm, you know, behind him. Sure. For trying to lead some Kansas areas in a more progressive direction. Well, I'm saying if you find a person that has no, no wrongdoings in their past, then I say you've found a person that you haven't really researched their past enough. You know, I mean, we all make mistakes. Sure, that I agree with sure. that. But he's still so young. So... There was yeah, nineteen is way too young to be serving in any sort of from governmental capacity, well, or to make that change from thirteen to nineteen. Well, anyways, there was a liberal commentator I saw, who um, she is the creator. Her name's Rebecca Watson. She's the creator of Skeptic Network. Who uh, her like little bio she writes says that she makes videos on science, feminism, sarcasm, and critical thinking. And I took a clip of her. I think it's called Lib Take, Aaron Coleman Lib Take. Where did he admit in text to slapping an ex-girlfriend in December of 2019? Did he text that ex while they were dating? I hope you get abducted, raped, chopped up, and have your pieces scattered around and burnt in different <laughs> locations. And you might get lucky, and they might kill you first, then rape your corpse, and air out the clip like a gun clip into your head, mag dump yourself, do that midnight tonight. If I never hear from you again, then I'll know what happened. Did he text that ex and beg her not to tell her story to the press so that he could continue his political campaign? Did he tell another woman that she was a political prop that he could use to seem more pro-choice against her will? Guess what? Yeah, he did all those, all the bad things I listed. Those are the things that he did. He's a horrible person. He was a horrible person in fifth grade, and he's a horrible person now. She did the research. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. She's got the receipts, man. Yeah, it was crazy. She had links and sources, and you know his ex-girlfriends have all like posted their names, like given their names to the media to share. So <clears throat> they can all be traced back. And of course, he's young enough that his entire life is on the fucking internet. Right. So it's all documented. Yep. Even the blackmail for nudes. Like, it's just crazy. Um... But anyways, he said that um, he wants to leave the Democratic Party because they're not letting him know anything. They're keeping him in the dark. Um, you know, they said that he has they've refused to assign him to committees or notify him of caucus meetings or even list him as an elected representative on the Kansas House Democrats website. And he also hasn't been assigned an office in the state capitol. Now, last Tuesday, the Kansas Democrats started a process to try and oust him, and they filed a formal complaint, which will be kicking off bipartisan investigation, and uh, they're seeking, you know, that two-thirds majority to remove him. Shit. Shit. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting, but if you look up Aaron Coleman, Kansas, yeah, you'll find all of these, like... Pictures of text messages, Facebook messages from his exes trying to, you know, smear him. Jeez. While he was, most of it came out while he was campaigning, um, because every fucking headline of his was, 
accused of revenge porn this guy's running like they really didn't give him a chance oh you yeah. know what you're fired bud <laughs> yeah and uh shoot i guess we should talk about the good herb yeah 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 before it gets too fucking late but uh kansas city is finally opening its first dispensary they opened last friday hell yeah actually welcome yeah. to kansas city weed brookside and there's two more slated to open so lots of areas of missouri living in a weed desert but just come up to kansas city and if you got that med card, then you're you're green to go here. <laughs> I assure you, in the smallest of towns, you can find weed. Well, yes, it's now an emerald market instead of a black market. But Oregon, they uh, hit a sales record with one billion dollars of weed sold in 2020. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, the recession-proof industry. Uh, I was thinking about that, like. All these governors and stuff now calling for federal legalization, which, you know, uh, it makes sense to me, um, but I think it's high time, but I've thought that way for a while, just from a, just alone from a business standpoint, but, you know, also fuck the war on drugs. But um, I also think about maybe, like, a potential detriment of, like, well, you know, we can just, like, stay home and smoke our bowls now and, like, ignore the world. <laughs> There's, like, a little, a level of sedation of the people with that if yeah. this, uh, you know, if there's this, like, globalist takeover in play. I, I think it would help their agenda. True. You know? Yeah. Uh, it would help my, like, chronic lower back pain and it would help their agenda. So, win -win, I mean, I guess. I, it's like I'm on board, but... It, I just wonder. I just, you know, it's just something I thought about today. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Plus, you know, once you get, like, federal legalization, you can track everything. Uh, they can track everything. Oh, yeah, seed to sale. And they like yes. to say seed to sale, seed to sale tracking. Well, when a recall needs to happen, then it happens quick and effectively. Uh, like in Colorado, where Veritas Fine Cannabis had to recall their um, grape and biker Oz strains. with, um, And they sent out tracking numbers. So, like, you literally just look at, like, the little either bag, those, like, Ziploc bag thingies with the middle back, <laughs> or the pill bottles of weed that you can buy. And it'll have the tracking number right on there. So you'll know... If you have a contaminated one. They said that um, they found they were having yeast and mold issues, which Ugh. mold has always been an issue in um, weed. And, you know, if you're buying black market weed, who the fuck knows what's going on? And you also don't know what kind of uh, pesticides are used in the process for growing it or if it's outdoor or indoor. Or, you don't know nothing in a black market. And then legal is like, well, here's as much information as we're willing to give. I don't think they have to list pesticides yet, but. If they do, that would be interesting. Uh, I think that you should know everything about how the weed was grown. I agree. Just like any fucking food, like. I agree, but yeah. I don't. I don't believe in punishments for not doing that. No, no, no. It's kind of like when they started adding like calories and ingredients and or like you know all the breakdowns on food. Yes. It's like it can be helpful, but I don't think people should be punished if they don't put it either. There's some stuff that's like, well, it's a better off a secret. Yeah. And then you're like, well, that's definitely something I'm going to stay away from if you're health conscious, you know? <laughs> um, 
South Dakota's governor is now challenging the um, recreational legalization amendment that voters passed in November. She issued an executive order Friday allowing for a legal challenge that had come up before from, I believe, a law enforcement officer. Um, You know, yeah, Pennington County Sheriff, uh, who claimed the constitutional amendment violates rules against amending more than one subject at once. They are playing the Nebraska card. Oh, boy. Um, Nebraska was not allowed to go through with even putting their issues on the ballot, despite getting enough signatures to place legalization on the ballot, um, because their amendment dealt with not only purchasing weed, but growing it. And it was argued in Nebraska's court that that's two separate issues, Uh. which is fucking bullshit. The one issue is weed. It's one issue. Right. And so anyways, she's challenging this, but um, it doesn't address it in any of the articles I found. But if you recall, the voters in South Dakota voted to legalize a medical amendment and a recreational one. And so I wonder if she's only challenging it because the recreational one had medical built into it. As it does, it's got like a little medical system built into it, which I'm like, if you're going full rec with it. I don't understand the need for the medical stuff. Hmm. Um, Or if she's, you know, questioning how they both pass. But we'll see where this goes. Um, Someone, was it her? Yeah. I guess she had argued that um, broader revisions to the state constitution need to be approved through a constitutional convention. Sounds like bullshit to me. You know what? You're fired, okay? You didn't follow proto. How do you get a job here? I wonder that about most politicians. <laughs> How do you get a job here? Yeah. Well, they buy their elections. And Arkansas is moving forward with their medical program. Uh, they're now offering licenses for processing and transportation. Woo! So, need a job? Hooray. Aren't anchored where you live? You know, maybe go work in the, the green recession-proof industry in Arkansas. The budding cannabis industry. <laughs> Oh, the boating industry. I like that. Oh, you want to bowl some, uh, hopefully, strikes? <laughs> yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, I'll go bowling. Okay, cool. Um, I saw a story that the Pennsylvania Farm Show, well, we've talked about them before because there's going to be um, a little s- session, I guess you call it, on um, creating sustainable plastics out of hemp. Which I thought was interesting, and they said it was tailored towards kids, like middle schoolers. So I was like, oh, maybe sit my kids in front of the (laughs) farm show virtually, (laughs) because that sounds neat. But anyways, they're currently accepting applications for um, butter sculpture submissions. You've got until January 16th to sculpt something out of butter and maybe have it featured in Pennsylvania's virtual farm show. Interesting. You don't have to be a Pennsylvania resident? It didn't say that you had to. (laughs) It did not say that on the little uh, application. That's pretty cool. I think that they're just looking for some cool ones. In that case, it's a strike. And I wanted to bring up that the last time we were grocery shopping, they had butter sculptures for sale at the grocery store. They did. I'd never in my life seen a butter sculpture before. They had a turkey and they had a The uh, Christmas Christmas tree tree was on sale. They were both on sale. Oh, right. The turkey. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Should have been on sale sooner. They were like a buck twenty nine, usually four ninety nine. But 
or three ninety nine. But 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 didn't get it. I did post it on no no agenda social. The picture. Nice. Mainly because I was just interested. I was like, "Is this a thing? Is this a thing that's going on?" But but I, I actually got so. a lot of feedback of people who uh, did lamb ones for Easter every year. Oh or, wow! Uh, I'm gonna have to find your post. Somebody even did uh, link me back to. I think it was Farmer Todd. In fact, linked me back to a uh, a page all about the State Fair butter carving thing. Oh, cool. Because they had some big, wild ones, man. Yeah, I saw here that they've had 1,000-pound butter yeah. sculptures at the farm show like in the past. I guess it's, like, canceled this year because of Rona, so they're not doing the in-person one. Yeah. That they usually do. Um, how you just get a stick of butter that big to even carve <laughs> into something is beyond me, but what do I know about butter? I don't know. I've yet to make a butter sculpture. Uh, speaking of Rona cancellations... New York City won't be doing their no-pants subway ride this year. Ta-ta there, retard. He didn't follow proto, buddy. You're done. I guess you got to wear pants with the COVID. Not just a face diaper, but, Oh, that's know. bullshit. Pants. That's what I said. I, I mean, they don't even... It's like they're still wearing underpants under there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the no-pants subway riders, like yeah. the pictures I've seen, it's they not like... They all have like, boxer shorts on. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's not like some obscene no-pants ride. Which boxers, Which would be swimming Ill- trunks, illegal, like... by the way. I-, I thought they had some, like, nude bicycle ride in New York City every year. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Oh, maybe it's West Coast. I'm not sure. They have World Naked Bike Ride all over. There's one in St. Oh, Louis. Oh, it's a World Naked Bike Ride. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, St. Louis. That would be the one I've heard about. St. Louis is the closest one to us. Well, anyways... I think uh, we're going to have to mark that one zero. The no-pants subway ride being canceled. That first ball, I just dropped it. I know. You almost hit my foot, man. I was getting nervous here behind the curtain. Looks kind of like a rough game so far. uh, Dropping balls. Well, here's a job. If you need some quick cash, you know, you want to make like 500 bucks maybe, uh... For, you know, sitting on your ass. Sounds nice. Eating a takeout pizza and binging three series on Netflix. Uh, Bonus Finder is trying to hire people to do that. So you're saying you just sit around and eat pizza and they pay you? Yes, but there's a caveat, which is that there's a list of series you have to pick three out of on Netflix specifically to watch. Um, Anything worth a shit? Ozark is on there. Oh. I've already seen that. Yeah, I've already seen that. I don't know any of these other ones. Like, I only know that because I watched it. I will read you the list of approved shows to binge. And they want you to binge. They want you to sit on your ass, eat pizza, and, like, f- watch these shows. I got lucky this time. The first one is The Queen's Gambit. Hmm. Next is Bridgerton. Hmm. Next is Lupin. Which makes me think of an anime like Lupin the Third, but I don't know if there's a connection. I don't know anything about these. Uh, next is Bling Empire. Then that sounds stupid. Night Stalker: The Hunt for a Serial Killer. Mm, that sounds something my dad would like. Yeah, of course. Cobra Kai. Okay, I've, heard of I it. I know what that is. I don't know what it's about. I've heard of it. It's about that guy's dojo. The bad. Oh, the bad guy from Karate Kid. Right. Oh yeah 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 okay. Uh, Surviving Death is the next one. Then Ozark is on the list. Uh, then Virgin River. Hmm. 
Then the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I think, isn't that, that might be about like superpowers or something, mutants. I don't know about that. All I know is Umbrella Corp from Resident Evil. But anyways. Uh, Then Ratched. Oh, that sounds stupid too. (laughs) Wait, I don't know if it's R-A-T-C-H-E-D. I think I said Ratchet, but Ratched. Ratched. It is Ratched. Okay, I said it right. He's nasty. Then uh, Below Deck. And then they said they're open to suggestions of series you would like to watch. Oh. So, I mean... If I can like pick, if I I I don't look at Netflix, I don't watch Netflix. Um, but maybe you know, I'll definitely throw my name on this. Uh, give me a job because I think they're looking for people in pretty much every state because they're interested also in your review of the quality of these takeout delivered pizzas. Oh, you have to get a certain specific pizza to go with it. It just has to be takeout. Oh, takeout pizza. Yeah, huh? you just can't eat your pizza in the restaurant and then come back and watch it. You have to have the you either have to go pick up and carry home or get it delivered. See, this is so oddly specific that it sounds like you're like in an experiment. Oh, for sure you are. But it's a quick 500 bucks, and it's something you might be doing anyway. Makes sense. Uh, You know, if you're hanging out in the bowl, like, shit, someone might be like sitting eating takeout pizza listening to us. Does it require a net... Oh, I guess you... Can you use your dad's login and still qualify? <laughs> well, I was wondering if I just told them I don't have net, I don't pay, I don't, you know, subscribe to Netflix. Am I out, or like, will you provide me with the service? Sounds like month? one of those things because that, uh, really, you're only paying me four. You shouldn't even bring up unless they specifically ask you. Mm. Like, just use the username and login that we use. Don't ask that. Never ask if you're disqualified. I don't ask questions. Yeah. Just just pretend like you're supposed to be in the room. I think that they should be providing like a one month subscription to the people who you know do this, because really they're only paying you like four hundred ninety two dollars after the eight dollar Netflix fee. You pull that out, gotta pay for the service. You don't gotta pay for shit. That's what I'm trying uh, to say. Yeah, some people don't have to pay for shit. Some very fortunate people. No one has to pay for shit. Anyways, I thought that sounded like a nice quick gig. Yeah, if you can nail it, you can nail it, man. You nailed it. Now, here's a good one. A sword was stolen from the statue of Revolutionary War General William Shepard in Westfield, Massachusetts, back in 1980. Well, last week, 40 years later, or actually not even last week. uh, Oh, yeah, that is last week. A few days ago, uh, 40 years later, the sword was returned to the Historical Commission. Fuck yeah. And there was like a cryptic this guy made like a cryptic phone call um and said he was in possession of something that belonged to Westfield and he wanted to return it. And they were just like, Yeah, okay, you know, bring it in, whatever. Um so when he went in, he like shared this story about how he just got like real fucking drunk with some buddies and like hopped up and was like, ha ha and like reached for the sword and like didn't realize it would just fucking like pull out of the statue. Like it wasn't like he probably part thought of he was statue. fucking King Arthur there for a second. Well, he fell back like off the pedestal that the statue is on yeah. with the sword and it fucking like cut open his shirt and shit. Damn. And then he just like we had to use it to like get up because he was so drunk and then just was like well fuck i guess i'll be taking this yeah <laughs> you know like yeah uh, but they said that he was like really ashamed and 
shit and you know so they didn't name him but i just think it's cool 40 you're years it. wrestling with that thing dude man. yeah carrying that baggage around that like feeling bad about doing something for 40 years mm. that's Crazy. a good dude though he knew he couldn't he knew he couldn't die without making yeah. it right and he also didn't like sell it or something like yeah oh gross God. you know can you imagine you're like stolen artifact karma fuck if you went and fenced something like that yeah it wouldn't be good so that was a good story. It, and um it'd be bad juju and there's no way you could ever get any kind of dollar amount that would make it worth it. No. You know? No. No, not for that karmic it's, toll. It's way better just to have the thing as a story. And really. everyone can laugh about it too. Like I feel like it's totally fine. Now that you brought it back. It's like you're good, dude. And thanks for telling us that you about your drunken adventure. Solid. Cuz then um, we all win. Exactly. I just, you know, it would have been cool if he had called the poll and left it in a voicemail, but, <laughs> you know, next time, next time. Um, oh, I like, you know, I like to keep my thumb on the pulse of real estate and, like, always looking to go in the woods right. and, like, whatever, but there's a house for sale for $2 million that I think actually would be a good investment, and that is the Lizzie Borden house. Oh, Lord. In Fall River. I'm not saying we're investing in it. I'm just saying it's a good business opportunity for someone out there. Yeah, because well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Look, man, when I was about 12 to 14, I wanted nothing more than to spend the night in that house. And do you know how long they were booked for? At that time, they told me seven years. You had to book seven years in the future. The owner, the current owner, is just retiring. And he even says, like, in any article I could find on this, that it's a great fucking investment. And it's like, you get all the intellectual uh, property rights and everything with it. Um, he said it's an incredible moneymaker. It's really one of the top attractions in New England. Um, and they do tours throughout the day there's like 10 tours a day Shit. so most people aren't going to be lucky enough to book a night there and ghost hunt but fuck you can come spend 20 bucks to go on a tour and we'll walk you around the house and you can be creeped out the whole time shit though i was like man so do they own the poem too like lizzie borden had an axe gave her mother 40 wax when she saw what she had done gave her father 41 like if I put that on a T-shirt, because they like they're like that's ours. That's Lizzie Borden. I don't know. We are Lizzie Borden. They'll I don't probably know see the show now. No, I credit them. <laughs> I I am like an ad for fair their use. sale. It's fair use. It's fair use. <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I had a friend. No who's, way. Whose dad was from Syria. And he did appraisals for houses. And they sent him to appraise the Lizzie Borden house back in the early aughts uh, because he was the only person that didn't know the history behind it. Huh. So they just sent him in to like look objectively at this decrepit 1892 house. Huh. That's it's, funny. Maybe it's not decrepit, but, you know, it's fucking old. They haven't changed anything about the original, like, you know, they have those, like, tiny, really thin but tall steps and shit. And those, like old old houses yeah it's hard to describe but it's a wild experience a fun visit too fun tour uh another fun story a british eatery tried to send their samosas into space with weather balloons but the food ended up crash landing in france in france how could you 
These people trying to throw their junk into space. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> they gave it the good old college try, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is a goofy-ass one. Um, I've heard about a lot of, like, you know, storytellers and people have tried to sell me on, like, healing crystals and stuff. But did you know there's a psychic who sees into the future by throwing asparagus? What? Yeah. Jemima Packington. She makes predictions for the future by throwing asparagus up into the air and then reading the patterns that they make when they land. Oh my goodness. So she like gave out her predictions for 2021. And um, they're pretty vague. Honestly. Like <laughs> she said that some some ill health will hit the royals. Yeah. And uh, like, oh, the we're not going to recover from the pandemic this year. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's you know, whatever. Uh, she said that she doesn't. She thinks that people are going to start hero worshiping, um, like the everyday man, but specifically like healthcare workers more than celebrities. And I was like, "Bitch, that already happened, right? Wasn't that like the end of 2020 that Pretty they much, started pushing yeah. that and also pushing on both sides, saying like, we don't care about you dancing monkeys' opinions. <laughs> My asparagus can read the present." <laughs> Yeah. I throw them up and I tell you what's going on right now. Her prediction for uh, American politics, she says, <laughs> former President Trump will be disowned by GOP members because of his appalling handling of the domestic situation. It's like, bitch, that already happened. Uh, he will not stand for a further term as president and his future is uncertain. I was like, lady, the GOP never had his back. Yeah. Have you been watching politics for four years? American politics? Clearly not. Your asparagus didn't tell you anything on that one. I'm not even sure how that was a story. Well, anyway, Asparomancer. Asparomancer. Yeah, that's her title. Jeez, this game took a bad turn, but... A little girl in England tried to scam the Tooth Fairy by leaving a tic-tac with some red felt on the end of it. A tic-tac? Yeah, there's a picture of it. <laughs> Honey, you're going to have to be better at that. Yeah, it didn't work. I bet not. Yeah. yeah. Especially because she, she probably didn't tell her parents, huh? No. Because she was trying to get away with some shit. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, she might she, have told she actually her, told her. She told them when it didn't work, probably. No, she told them before. Oh, God. She thought she was clever. I'm going to trick the Tooth Fairy. Uh, and I guess the Tooth Fairy left her a chocolate coin instead of... Um, two pounds, which is what she normally gets for a tooth. Which a I was like, damn, coin. man. <laughs> Back in my day. Maybe if there was like a prank chocolate coin that like tasted like a fart or something. I got, yeah, I wouldn't reward. The tooth fairy, I think, rewarded bad behavior. Exactly. But, um. That's a counterfeit tooth. You don't get chocolate. Yeah. But I got a quarter Per tooth from the tooth fairy. And, you know, I felt pretty good about that quarter because I was just like, ah, it's just a tooth. A quarter. But, yeah, you like, were spoiled. I used to get Susan B. Anthony's. Must be fucking nice. Like two or three of them. Uh, two or three bucks. Did you, get, did you get money from her when you kept your tooth? Or is it like, no, no, you want to keep that tooth? You don't get money from the tooth fairy for losing a tooth. Uh, you, you lost one tooth that you wanted to keep, right? I bought it back. Oh, you bought it back. Yeah. That's fair. That's good. Good deal. Yeah. That's good. Because she had to, you know, come all the way out there to get it. and Might as well give her her money back if you're asking for your tooth back. Uh, and then my last story is that a Quebec woman tried to skirt the Rona curfews that have been implemented from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. 
Um, she noted that there was an exemption. Well, one was essential workers who need to travel, but the second was for anyone who needs to walk their dogs. So she decided to put her boyfriend on a leash and take him for a walk. She did eventually get fined. Jesus. Yeah, that's all I got. How could he? Yeah. Didn't roll so well tonight. Yeah, well, there's how some could gutter. he indeed? Some gutters there at the end of that game, man. Yeah. He should have said, we'd have better luck putting this uh, leash on you, because, you know, at least I could just call you a bitch. <laughs> That's true. It's true! But he didn't. Now they got to pay a fine. He didn't. It's true! Well, that's what happens to cucks. <laughs> you got to pay the troll toll. <laughs> to get inside that boy's soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for hanging out with us on a Tuesday yet again and in the bowl. It's been in fun. In the bowl. I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I am Dame DeLorean. See you next time, and until then, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl dot com. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowl. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Wowie zowie. You stopped the recording. We made it.